Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And indeed, I brought the crew along. You know them well. They've been a part of this program almost since inception. We are missing one who is currently Mr. K. Asante on family vacation. We'll have him back here in a couple of weeks. But we do have Hargeet Chani joining us momentarily on loan once again from Game On Daily. And you know what? The more he gets on here, the more I have to keep writing these 50-cent checks. And hopefully they do not bounce. Uh, But listen, folks, this is going to be a great show. Uh, We have two monster topics that we're going to get into with varied, heavy opinions. Uh, I want to get into intros, but I, I just have to go on, on record in saying, my God, is it not incredible to be a gamer right now? I, I don't care where you play. I don't care what box you pray to at night when you go to sleep. But there are so many games that are out right now that it's just absolutely astounding. Uh, you're going to get full-on uh, uh, three. Well, you're not going to be here for three hours, but I have recorded three hours of well, the first three hours. If of we Sonic. start talking about Sonic, we will be here for three hours. <laughs> and right and, uh, and that's okay. And listen, look, speak of the devil. There's Hargi Chani joining us arrives. once again on loan from Game On Daily. I was just saying that Hello. if I keep writing these tra- these checks to get you over here, I'm going to be out of business. Hargeet, how you feeling, brother? Welcome. I'm good. Yeah, a couple of days till I go on vacation for a long time, all the way from uh, next week through New Year's. You know yeah, what? Good, good on you, brother. Vacation, man. Good on you to have that kind of vacation time because that's what I'm talking about. Take the last half of the you know last month of the year off and yep. last two months of the year off. But uh, <laughs> yeah, what I was saying before you jumped in here is that you know regardless of what box you play on, you gotta admit it. 2022 might have started out. Um, as you know, as as molasses, but my god, there are so many great games. I'm playing Somerville, I'm playing Gotham Knights, I'm playing Sonic, I am playing Vampire Survivors. Could uh, every one of these games for me personally, and again, this is a personal opinion, are all high nines, they're all going to be in my top 10 of 2022, and they're all currently battling. For game of the year because i just i just am so infatuated with the games that i am playing uh yeah. god of war people are gonna ask boom have you played it the answer is i have not i bought the most expensive digital edition it's downloaded it's ready to rock and roll it's not a console war thing it's actually a human time thing i do five shows a week uh obviously there's a lot of time preparing for these shows um and uh listen it's it's i'm gonna get to it i'm I'm gonna take some time off during the holidays you know not fully go on vacation like mr chani here but i'm gonna take a few days off to catch up with myself and actually play games uh but speaking of shows uh i kept this under the wrap because i wanted to make sure that i could announce this uh and, and and have everyone show up to the scene tomorrow afternoon's new episode of the of X Vlog Live is going to see not only the return of King David, but we are going to have Hog Law joining us to break down everything that is currently going on and some of the things he said in his video that he put out this week, which was, I mean, the chef's kiss on how bad this tweet looked 
for the EU Commission, how bad it's looked for the CMA, and his actual personal opinion on what they're trying to say in regards to this deal being hurtful to consumers is a stretch. That's going to be a full-on 80-minute show with these two gigantic uh, uh, behemoth uh, community members, and it's going to be one topic, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow. But let's get into this, the rest of the panel here. Wandering Dutch, you are quite enjoying God of War Ragnarok. I mean, obviously, you are a true Viking yourself. How the heck are you, man? What you been up to? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I'm uh, sitting with my. <laughs> there, he's got his axe in hand. hand. I'm good. It. I'm just gonna shave with the <laughs> axe. <laughs> it's good stuff. I love it. Uh, all is good, don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm loving God of War. I'm about 21 hours into it. I am going wow. for the platinum straight away. Um, with uh, I know Mag. Mag will do the same, no doubt. Oh yes. Um, and yet again, like 2018, there is no difficulty achievement, so it's going to make platinuming a lot easier although the berserkers <laughs> when you come across those are a pain in the arse um <laughs> they're like uh, valkyries on steroids oh no so oh great oh no yeah. see <laughs> that, that, that last valkyrie folks it, it i lost so many times to that last valkyrie <laughs> two days that, boom. It, that it broke my spirit because that's one of the games like i've had i have a i have i don't know think six or seven platinums and everything that I have platinum, I've absolutely adored. Spider-Man, uh, 2018, um, uh, Samurai game. I got. Why can't they give the name of it? Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I platinumed. Uh, I am one trophy away from Miles Morales, and you know how I feel about that game for a lot of reasons. More so, the opening really, really brought me to tears because of personal reasons. But um, that's a game that I really, really, really wanted to platinum. And that last MF Valkyrie, I, I was so <laughs> desperate. I dropped it to the, the the most cheapest level, the lowest level, difficult level, and I still could not beat her. I got her down to a piece a couple of times, and I was like, you know what? F this. I'm not going to platinum this game. Yeah. I've beaten it. That's good enough. But listen, good to have you here, brother. Crispy <laughs> Bomb. You're, I know that you're going to have a lot to say about the two topics that we're covering. Folks, if you don't know, I put it out on, on the Twitters, as the kids say. We're going to be covering the Game Awards once again in the spotlight, not for being the greatest show every year. Well, once again, Jeff, Jeff Keighley and the Game Awards find themselves in the spotlight of controversy. We're going to break down what that is, but we're also going to be covering... Uh, about what the about what Phil Spencer had to say on his I don't know one thousandth video and an interview where he once again said no Call of Duty is going to stay on 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 the PlayStation. There's no trickery. There's no behind the back nonsense. But they you know I I got to give a big shout out um, to Living Split Screen. Obviously those two guys there are my brothers. I consider them to be extensions of my family, just like everybody here in the panel. Of course I'm talking about. I Steel Rain and Pong Soul. And Pong Soul really uh, had me gasp uh, during the show that just passed this Saturday, which if you're not subscribed, please get over there and subscribe. They're on the hunt to 1K and they're close. And if, you, if you're a YouTuber, whether you're big or small, you understand how, how important hitting that, one, that first 1K is. And if you trust me as a gamer, if you trust me as a content creator, I, I ask you, 
that you get out and you go over to um, Living Split Screen and you subscribe just on my word. And I would greatly appreciate that. Um, but Pong So made a point to say that he thinks that Microsoft is so uh, wants this deal done so badly for their company and their investors that they might they might, and this is his opinion, folks. I don't agree with it, but we will uh, pardon the, uh, the the snake uh, ringtone. Uh, I, I I don't agree with him, but we're going to have a conversation. And he said that he believed Microsoft was so willing to get this deal done so they could move on to other bigger, better things that they would be willing to accept a consent decree. Wait, wait a minute, boom. Yes. What sir. is bigger than this? Well, apparently there is going to be something bigger. What that is, I can't honestly say, but it's going to be bigger. There's no doubt about it. But with that said, what what Pong is suggesting is that Microsoft would be willing to offer in a consent decree not only that PlayStation keeps Call of Duty, there's no ever anywhere in business, but they would be willing to put it onto PlayStation Plus Premium. I know that Everborn Saga says no freaking dice. And I agree with him. We're going to get into those two big topics. But Crispy Bomb, how the heck are you feeling, brother? And what are are, are you are the engines revved? Oh, man, it's good to be back. Um, nice to get away from the turkeys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Being I can imagine. Butcher, being a butcher this time of year is not fun. Um, I relish you, Hargy. Um, the holidays are not fun for a butcher. So just remember when you're going shopping, try to be a little nicer. And, you know, when, when the guy doesn't look a little too happy, just realize he's probably been asked the same question about 50 times that day. And, you know, he's just trying to get yep. through the day. So, um, you know, on that note, there's a lot of weird things going on, um, a lot of transparency from Xbox, and uh, I think we got a lot to talk about, got a lot of big opinions to get into. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a fun show. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's get it. Mag, first of all, yeah. welcome back, brother. You, you hurt yes. yourself at work. <laughs> uh, you are now the one-armed bandit or the one-handed bandit. Uh, unfortunately for you, this yep. comes at the worst time possible because... Well, there's gaming to be had, but thankfully for you, Vampire Survivors only needs one thumb, and I think you <laughs> at least have that. How you feeling, oh, brother? Doing great, actually. You know what? I, I'm, I'm finding ways around it, so I can still play. I just can't play competitively. So I'm, I still found a way to use the left trigger and the left bumper, so I'm just using a different finger. And even if I get to use like the base uh, a pad of my index finger without moving it, I actually can pull it off. So it doesn't matter. It'll be fine in a week. I'm like Wolverine. I heal very quickly. So anyways, <laughs> I can understand what Crispy's talking about, especially this time of year for you guys. But same thing with me. You're going to have all those people going... So am I supposed to brine the turkey for three hours, or what am I supposed to be doing? I can understand you, uh, Chris, you're probably hearing that crap all day. Oh, Anyways, yeah. listen, a lot of great games out there, a lot of great things to talk about. Uh, I'm 13 hours into God of War. Uh, I'm enjoying it. But I guess what, folks? Spoiler alert, Horizon Forbidden West is still a better game. I said it, and I'm going to put it on Twitter. I'm going to watch people's faces melt like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just wait for it. It's going to happen. <laughs> but, uh, Eddie, that's, that's my opinion. That's something to be said. Hey, man. No, listen, your opinion counts. I'm just telling you. But either way, enough of that nonsense. We got a lot to talk about tonight. We got a great show. We got Hargeet, who's back again as almost like a, a regular <laughs> guest, practically a panel member. Anyways, uh, uh, I, I greatly um, 
I, I'm greatly uh, uh, jealous of you, the fact you're going on a long vacation. I don't get uh, I don't get many of those doing what I do. So, anyways, <laughs> guys, let's get into the show tonight. Absolutely, and last and no ways least, who I did this, I I purposefully uh, na- uh, made this footage so Everborn Saga <laughs> could feel at home. He, he he can feel the <laughs> knees going onto his shelf because let me tell you something right now. I don't care how much God of War sells. It ain't going to sell as much as the Blue Bomber. And that's a fact. And you know what? He's not here to defend himself. So I'm going <laughs> to take advantage of that. And I know that Keasante is listening all the way from his, his family vacation. Uh, in the words of the of the great Richard Pryor, tough titty, you're losing this bet, brother. So how are you feeling, Everborn? <laughs> You're on mute, everyone. How dare you? He's speechless. He's, he's speechless. Oh my god! I can't. I couldn't get off of mute. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, no, 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 no. I'm great. I'm back. Back from Disney. I just had to. Uh, I'm two limbs short because you know, cost an arm and a leg to go out there these days. And I'm uh-huh. raising prices again, by the way. Uh, which, my God. Uh, but anyway, uh, happiest place on earth. Uh, indeed indeed yeah, yeah. No, bottles of water <laughs> are 25 dollars now a lot of people told me like oh the memories are priceless i was like no these memories definitely have a specific cost <laughs> <laughs> but what are we gonna do anyway uh, i'm back and i have been playing sonic for since i saw uh, some of those boss fights man those yeah, are epic man. Super sonic I've, I've been playing since saturday right <laughs> i think i'm like um 18 hours in or something like that I just finished the, the 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 second island. I'm on the I'm on the third island now. This may be one of the best games in the entire franchise, and I'm talking about the 16-bit era as well. My God, like I talk get that it, talk, brother. The, talk the, talk. the the pop in is offensive, right? <laughs> is, I see the pop it, in. It, it is pretty bad, but that doesn't take away from the game for me. I'm sorry. Right, and and the reason I say this is because. It's not like it's trees and leaves popping in, right? And blades of grass. I could live with that. But there's actual obstacles that you need to get to mm-hmm. that pop in last second. And so that's the only complaint I have about the game. But you want to talk about the most fun I've had, mm-hmm. uh, maybe since Halo Infinite in terms of just wanting to run around the world. Like I, I finished the first world um, and just ran around for a couple of hours just because uh, w- if we're talking about um, we're talking about music, we're talking about boss fights, we're talking about um, you know multiple paths, we're talking about traversal, we're talking about combat, it has everything. It, it really and I does. feel like most of the people that are like, uh, so crazy or, or or apathetic about it is because they didn't play it, right? I don't know anyone who played this game and was like, no, it's not good, right? And I don't think, and I want to talk about another thing. I don't even know if this is a topic, right? Because I, <laughs> you can say what you, whatever you want about Metacritic. Who cares? And if you're a Sonic fan, you really can't pay attention to Metacritic. But did you know that uh the that uh, the Metacritic score, there's zero reviews for Xbox. That's zero correct. Zero reviews for PC. Yes. Only four or five reviews for Switch. Yes. And 53 for PlayStation. 53. 
Currently, what the hell's yeah. that all about? Out of curiosity, right? anybody have an answer? I, I, I have I, no idea. I, you know what? Look, I'm going to say this. Uh, the channel is small. We're we're cl we're closing on 12k. Uh, I have been fortunate enough to be be offered review codes. Now, normally I don't do them because I'm more of a live content guy, but I have done uh, reviews. And every time that I have reviewed a game that's multi-plat, I have never been told that I can only have for one platform. Whoever the developer or publisher is to say, hey, Double Barrel Gaming, what platform of, of preference do you want? And I would 10 out of 10 times pick Xbox because that's, that's my favorite platform. So it is shocking to me that if a small channel like Double Barrel Gaming could be offered a code for uh, a game to be played on my choice, my platform of choice, and reviewed that way, how is it that 53 reviewers, you know, sites and whatever, only picked PlayStation? It, it's, 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 again, it's a little one-sided considering that the Xbox does play some games better than the PlayStation 5. This happens to be one of those games. And, and, and so, so, so furthermore, um, like, you know, I get it. If you're reviewing Ragnarok at the same time, you may look at this as a seven, but this is not a seven game, right? It, like it, it, the, the cyberspace level design alone warrants an eight. That's before we get to the rest of it. And guess what? They're actually changing the formula of Sonic. I think the biggest thing to write home about this is that they've basically reimagined what a Sonic game is. Indeed. And, yeah. and it is not that they just threw him in an open world. That world is full of things to do. Full. So when you talk about an open world that is built around momentum and getting faster and finding the next uh, rail to glide on, they really kind of did what I was asking them for, which is give me Jet Set Radio that's about finding the next grind and yes. about movement and all that stuff. And they brought it to a, 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 an, an open world Sonic game. And I'm sorry, they pulled it off. And, it, and I'm not just saying this. I have no problem saying a Sonic game is trash. Sonic Colors, I hated that game, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I'm going back. Like, I, I, if I play a Sonic game, I know most of them were, were bad. This is not one of them. This game is fantastic, and this, I this challenge game, look, anyone to play yeah. it that 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 says that they disagree. Yeah, listen, just give the, it a shot. That's all I'm saying. The, the, yes, and, and John Wolf, shout out to John in the chat. He says that when this game drops to forty bucks, uh, potentially. That's that's the thing. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. By all means, this I was going to say I put a poll out in. there. Yeah. Five hundred people, uh, five hundred plus people um, uh, gave the, did the poll. Fifty four percent said buy it as straight up at the at the regular price. Forty six percent said sale. wait for a sale. And how many of those forty six percent people are happy to pay seventy dollars for Ragnarok? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just put up the, I put up the poll. I wanted to see what it was, and I got five hundred plus people say it. So it's very even. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's like overwhelmingly one way or the other. So it's interesting. Well, it's well, a very interesting demographic. I agree. Listen, a shout out to Cullion Prime. He says it looks very barren, dude. This is literally the beginning of the game. You're learning the moves. Once you get to a certain point, it's going to tell you the open world is going to open. When you see I start opening the map, 
because there are certain like mini games you have to do to open the map. Yeah, it's you're going to see the world. It's, it's not alive in the sense of like, oh, there's a lot of NPCs and things like that, right? Um, that's not the kind of alive we're talking about. We're talking about being a playground for Sonic to move. And everywhere you look, there's a there's a, a rail to grind on. There is a platform to jump through. There's a, a spring. There's a wall to run up. There's an enemy. No matter where you look, there's a place for him to go. And the idea Jeez. is for Sonic to, to you know go fast, keep going. And you want to get faster. And you want to be able to not have to stop. And you learn the map so well that you can follow through. Like right now, if you press the, uh, I know you're not playing, but if you press the button, you're actually supposed to press the the uh, left stick as a button, and then he'll do his dash attack to go after all those rings, and then you'll get to the next place, and yeah, the next place, and the next place. And so this is what I mean. If if uh, you know, you just you have to try. It. I know it's easy to dump on Sonic. But the game is actually really, really fun. It's, it's, yeah. It, it, I'm having a blast. But listen, folks, we're we're gonna get into uh, the two topics immediately. Uh, like I said, please, by all means, if you're if you're finding the channel for the first time, and I see a lot of new names here, please consider subscribing. Uh, we are on the hunt for 12k. I don't know if we hit it this year. We're uh, about a little, a little, a little under 600. Uh, I don't know if we can get that in a, in a month and a half. That's that's a lot of subs. Um, but listen, it, it you know we appreciate uh, what everyone is uh, has done for the channel in regards to your subs, your likes, and everything else. And of course, while you're here, we have 231 people here. Please, by all means, hit that like button. But let's let's get into the first topic now. This one is going to be a very subjective one because it's it's really a chalkboard that's empty kind of a, a of a topic. And I'm t- what am I talking about? I'm talking about the Game Awards. Once again, uh, shrouded in controversy for a multitude of reasons. Um, and everyone is going to have a different opinion. Everyone's going to have a different take on something that was announced or wasn't announced um, that is, uh, con- you, know, uh, you know, considered to be controversy in their own eyes. Now, the question I asked the panel is... With the current controversy, can Jeff Keighley ever get out under the umbrella of this is the PlayStation Awards? And and I got to be honest with you, I I don't know. I take nothing away from what Sony has done. They have had years, uh, you know, specific years that just just dominated the charts with bangers, right? But at the same time. And it was brought to my attention by a troll, which will remain, un, you know, nameless because that's what trolls, do, they, they should be. They should be literally put away in the cupboard and not talked about. <laughs> um, he put out a graphic that I thought was really interesting. Now, I believe it was as, tw- as long as 20 years in length. And I could be wrong, but the Game Awards has been around for a long time. Here's something that's extremely interesting. Now, in some years, Microsoft deserved not to be a part of the conversation. Though other years... They did have games that could have been a part of the conversation and weren't. And what I'm referring to is this graphic dictated that in the history of the Game Awards, and think about this, folks, the history of the Game Awards, Microsoft has never had a title in the in the in the running for Game of the Year. Now, why is this a problem? Because last year, Horizon 
uh, uh, Forza Horizon 5, which is considered a master class achievement from Playground Games, did win Racer of the Year. But I think that that was a joke because Wait there weren't that many good racers. Sorry, that's just, not true. Just one, yeah. That's what I was just gonna say, right? Because Ori got nominated, and so yeah. That's not first party though. That's that. Yeah, that's but not last year they had Psychonauts two and Deathloop. Did they have? Okay, so then okay. So, well, again, I, I I look at the end of the day. I only <laughs> read the, the the graphic. Um, it's if I'm if the, I made a mistake because it did. They did have two in there. That's on me for not actually checking. Well, well, okay. So what they're saying, is, what the graph is saying is that like something that is exclusively on Xbox. Oh, okay. So that's what it was. Okay. So, so, so thank when, you for correcting when, me on when, that. When yes. Ori gets nominated, they're saying, well, that's also on Switch. And when Psychonauts gets nominated, they're saying that's also on. Right. And then, and then Deathloop wasn't on Xbox at that time. But, I mean- this whole thing is stupid because they're like if you know like there there were games that have been nominated but you you just have to look at you know what was the what 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 was the comp like this year they should not be in there right um no 100 percent they shouldn't be in there that's and that's their own fault 100 percent yeah right and 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 then other years right you got it you know they weren't going to get there in 2018 when sony had uh spider-man and god of war right so 2019, um, I think Ori was in there, but but uh, what do you call it? Didn't get it. I'd have to double check that. Um, um, Gears Five maybe should have been nominated. Yeah, that that's but, the one know. that was that was snubbed. It, it, a lot of people have a problem. See, the, re, really, what I was going for, and again, thank you for the correction. I definitely appreciate that because I don't want to get it wrong because you can only imagine what the YouTube comments going to be. My, my, my point is, and the, the real point that I think is a lot of people have been making on, on social media is that uh, Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 5 was uh, explained as uh, originally, the original explanation was it didn't make it in time, right? Because it, it, it supposedly the cutoff date was the 5th of November. It came out on the 5th of November. And of this year, obviously, God of War, which deserves to be there. Let's call it like it is. It's, an, it's an, a master class achievement from that studio came out on the 9th. So a lot of people are like, well, you know, the date is constantly changing. And then, of course, Jeff came out and he clarified and he said last year for Horizon 5 that not enough reviewers played it. Uh, and that was that. But again, Remember, I'm using myself as an example here. I I was I was tasked by Microsoft PR to review that game. I had that game 10 days before it came out to everybody. So if Double Barrel Gaming at that time that didn't even have 10,000 subscribers could get the game 10 days before and give a proper review, which I broke my rear putting that review together, it's probably one of my finest reviews why 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 didn't other big entities get the game like I did? I I I'm I'm I don't really have a lot of connections in Microsoft. So, you know, they 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 obviously valued my my opinion enough to review the game and I did. And I had it uh, I, I, a minimum a week before. So, again, I I don't understand, but I I want to go to the panel and I want to go to the chat and I want to find out your opinion on specifically your your personal beefs with the game awards and can Jeff ever pull out you know get out from the stigma 
of it being the PlayStation Awards. Because like I said, I, I, I've said this before, and, and I'll, I'll let you speak in a second. My thing with Jeff is I really do like Jeff. I think Jeff is incredibly important to the industry. I like what he's done with the Game Awards. I don't like some of his antics. I, I definitely don't like some of the way he, he conducts himself in the public forum, uh, in the public space, simply because he's supposed to be someone that is supposed to be even keeled. I understand he's a PlayStation dude. I'm an Xbox dude. I don't, I don't have no qualms about that. But when you are as uh, front-facing uh, as he is, you're supposed to do things a little bit differently. And that's that's where I think Jeff gets himself in trouble. But who, who wants to go first on this? Who was you speaking? That was you, Mag? Uh, who, anybody can go. I think Mag's on mute. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go if you want. Fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Mag was on mute. God damn it. I was talking to myself for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Jesus. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. You guys go first. I'll, I'll, right. I'm going right, to So, like, I'm not sure I agree that the game awards are really that Sony centric. I mean, there's several times Nintendo games have made it. And oh, yeah, sure. Won. Again, this is not and my opinion. I'm just saying that. You know, as there's an as, air of it, right? There and, is, and there's and, some uh, of yes, that, yes. but there's there's reasons for it, right? So, so first, like they started in 2014, right? And Microsoft was on a downward trajectory in 2014. They absolutely were. Yes. So, like we we just got to accept that Microsoft failed themselves, yeah, and 100%, that they yes. didn't make any games worthy of that. So that's that's their pr- fault, right? So if it was something that started in like the early 2000s and they skipped like Halo one, two, three, I'd call foul. Like, come on. Those games are fantastic. They should have won, right? But it started in 2014, so fair enough. It, it, those weren't there, right? Uh, and then as far as like Microsoft games that have made it to the game of the year, Outer Worlds was nominated, didn't win, and then Deathloop and Psychonauts. Now, I get it. They're not exclusives, right? But that, that's not the end of the world. They were Microsoft games, and they did get nominated. I think the biggest problem, though, my, you know, PlayStation has a lot of reach which also means there are a lot of venues in the media world that are PlayStation centric and they're the ones voting for this, right? It's not Jeff Keighley voting. That's it's correct. the media yes. mm-hmm. and the media is going to have a tilt towards PlayStation a, because they're literally worldwide, the global standard. And well, the number, the number that, seven in world uh, worldwide recognition for brand. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. So and and so there are many media outlets that are going to have a tilt that way. Um you know, Jeff also unfortunately because of that, he has to make sure that Sony many media is not outlets off of and regulators. Yeah, and, and that that's also a fair point, right? The regular that's a whole other thing, right? And that's wrong, right? That should not happen. The regulators should be on the side of consumers, not any given company, especially one that has a near monopoly. But as far as media, I, I would blame them more. However, I, it's fair, right? If you're push square, are you going to have a media bi- you know, a bias towards PlayStation? Well, duh, right? And so, like, there's many of those out there. There aren't as many Xbox ones, right? There might be some established Nintendo ones. And so you see Nintendo, you know, gets nominated a lot. And this year they have, a, a, is it Xenoblade? I think that's theirs, Yeah, right? Xenoblade Chronicles so 3. They're, yeah. they're almost there all the time, right? And that's fair, right? Nintendo's had a high-quality bar pretty much consistently, right? So, And, and they, they have games there all the time. So I, I don't see the necessary bias from, from that perspective. There is a bias in the industry in general, but it's there for a reason, right? PlayStation is the dominant player. If mm. that were to flip, and then suddenly more you know, media is interested in what, microsoft is doing well then that would start favoring them and that may not be a good thing either right but 
you know, and then look, they're looking at a slate of games that have a high potential to be high yes. quality. Yeah. Well, again, right? I, I think to, to your point, Hargeet, and I'll let you continue in a second. You really just put the pin on the map here. Uh, that's a, that's a fantastic opinion because next year I think is the outlier uh, yeah. as they would say, because Microsoft is going to be in a position where on paper, they should have an absolutely astounding first-party banner year. Yeah. Now, whether that comes to fruition is entirely up to the developers working on these games. We can only hope. But please continue. Yeah. So, I mean, like looking at Starfield, right? Uh, you know, Bethesda Game Studios has a track record of the last four games that they've released. I mean, Fallout 76 is something that really wasn't worked on by Todd. But Todd's games have been game of the year, right? They've yes. been game of the year consistently. Uh, and so you'd hope with that pedigree, now we just got, you know, uh, Somerville, <laughs> That's a, that has a pretty good pedigree too, but Somerville doesn't look like it gained as much uh, as far as critical uh, notoriety, right? So it's it's looking kind of bad. Uh, but let's hope that doesn't happen with Starfield. But if you take that pedigree and say, well, that's a potential, right? Just like God of Wars who had a good potential to be a game of the year nominee. I would expect that game to be there, right? And even if it were, it's supposed to come in the first half, but let's say it comes out mid-November. I think every media journalist is going to be waiting because they know that game is coming, right? Forza Horizon 5 had the you know misfortune of being a racing game before it being an arc, you know, a, a good game, right? And that was just kind of a thing. It, it turned out to be an awesome just game, right? And it could have been nominated. The problem is nobody ever thought about that, right? They expected that to just be, okay, it's a cool racer. We'll put it in the racer category and we'll, we'll give it its props there. And then it turned out to actually be a fantastic just overall game, right? And I think that was a little bit of a hit there. And, and you know, the media would have to have gone back afterwards because unfortunately, just like now, the actual deadline for uh submitting all of your uh your your potential award nominees is friday of this week so in a few days yet the nominations are already out right so now you can go retroactively say no 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 no, i changed my mind hey pentiment which is actually reviewing pretty well that 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 is one of my game of the year nominees well you'd have to go through a whole process to change what you put in and so it just didn't happen and and that's kind of how forza horizon 5 kind of fell through Right. And that that's on Jeff. I think Jeff needs to fix this. Right. Because you can't really have a game of the year nomination for 10 months. It's, it's got to be the 12 months. Because for me, I, you know, Stray versus what was skipped last year was Halo Infinite. I think Halo Infinite to me is way more a game of the year contender than Stray. But maybe to others, Stray is better. But to me, that's, uh, look, that's I, I, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now. Uh, Stray is a great game. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, I, I'm halfway. I'm a, I, I want to say more halfway through it, probably closer to three quarters through it. I've quite enjoyed it. I love yeah, it. I very love much it. so. Uh, yeah. But the thing is this, you, you, you really do bring up a fan. Absolutely. Fantastic point is Halo could didn't missed it. They missed it because they, they released in yep. December and the question is now, granted, I, I, I have 12 days in Halo Infinite. It's my favorite Halo of all times. I reviewed it. I gave it a 10 out of 10. I will stand on that stone. It is not a problem. with it. I will take the arrows. That is a game that did not get a chance to be nominated. And exactly. you're 100% right. Hargeet is, I mean, so far, I mean, we've only had a few people speak on it. But it is, to me the point of the evening so far simply because that halo infinite 
again, I get it. They don't have the content for a free-to-play game like others do. And that has been addressed. People have been moved. New positions have been made. 343 is changing. There's lots of new, lot of lot of moving parts there right now. The winter update is out. Not as stout as I would have liked, but only a 30 uh level uh season pass. You know, but again, outside of that, if you're gonna look at a game for what you play, you cannot tell me that that game is not absolutely outstanding when you talk about gunplay it's 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 as good as anything bungie has put out again personal opinion but so hardly great stuff yeah let can can i yeah jump in so so the thing with halo is if they had released in november of last year they would have been nominated there's there's no doubt in my mind right because everybody was high on the game at that time it is only because the, the the service aspect of it fell apart. And if it's going to be not, if it was going to be nominated that this year, it wouldn't be based on the campaign that we all know and love. It would be based on how it performed as a service all year. And it was the butt of everybody's joke. And they had to basically fire half the staff and bring in a whole new management team and do all of that. So like I get it. It's it, it's not going to get nominated, nor should it have been nominated uh, for this year, right? Because that that would mean it would have to stand up and have the kind of players and interest that Overwatch Two has, right? And it just doesn't have that. We have to call a spade a spade. So that there's that thing. And I I the 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 problem isn't necessarily Jeff Keeley. The problem is is the industry, right? Because like Hargeet said, Jeff Keeley's not voting for these things, right? And 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 so the 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 industry is voting for these things. And you know, listen, it sucks for Forza Horizon, but like you said, Hargeet, it is a racing game. Like I'm not saying it's fair, I'm not saying it's right, but it's a racing game. <laughs> Right, and most people but but to challenge not, that particular point of view, Stray not, is considered a, a walking sim. Right, and I think Stray is going to win Game of the Year. I, I <laughs> doubt it's, it's beating God of War, but 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 no, 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 I want it to win Game of the Year just so I can watch the world burn. But anyway, <laughs> the, the, the 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 point is, um, you know, I, I I was surprised that like Cult of Lamb didn't win over. Yes, Dude, are you? That's me? a thing. That was Pe- that was people weird are really upset about me. that. Stray. People are losing uh, their minds over it. Yes, Stray is a great game, and I haven't played Cult of Lamb, but I know some people that have that logistically as their game of the year. <laughs> right, the, it it had a huge launch. But anyway, the other point I wanted to make is like I don't want to be, and I know that's not what we're doing here, but I, this is more of advice to the Xbox community. I don't want to be in the business of of getting mad at the game awards when we don't when we don't like what they're doing because we all went around last year saying holy crap Xbox Game Studios is the number one nominated at the game awards and they right? won publisher of the year and they won publisher of the year yeah. so it's not anyone's fault but Microsoft that they have strategically not released their games this year because they're trying to 
look like ABK. they're beggars to, <laughs> to pass the ABK deal. That's exactly. a Microsoft thing, and they have to yeah. take that on the chin. That's a sacrifice they're making. Yeah, I, I, so, I don't necessarily think that them not having a, a potential game in that category is, is the one. issue. I, I don't think that is the issue at all because, like Hargeet said, and you just said yourself, it's called a spade a spade. Pentiment is getting tens, it's, it, and, and I haven't played it. It's downloaded. I, I, I'm looking forward to trying it out. People are quite enjoying it, and that's awesome. But I'm not going to say that that game should have been there. I'm not saying it shouldn't be there. I'm saying that Microsoft really closed the circle to as small as a dime in regards to being a part of this year's uh, a conversation when it comes to game of the year. And that is, in fact, their fault. There, there's no denying that. Right. And, 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 and also to the Forza thing, it's not that it was too late for the cutoff, right? It's that like it, you know, that was an excuse they gave. Oh, it, it came out. It came out late. A lot of people didn't have time for it. And that's an issue they can fix. But I think that's more of a logistical issue than anything uh, nefarious. Because at the end of the day, it's got a war Ragnarok, right? Like people were calling that game of the year like six months ago, mm-hmm. right? Before they saw a single frame of the game. It, it, it just, the the 2018 was so good. People want to see the continuation of that story. So they're going to request that early and it is going to, you know, it, they're going to give that, they're going to make sure they have enough time with it is what I'm saying. So I, I think the awards this year, uh, the nominations this year, aside from Stray, that's like the wild card. Uh, but I think it went like as expected. And I think Keely puts on a, a a good show and I don't want to um I don't want to attribute bias toward on his part uh until next year right if we if we we because like the thing is he has been building a very close relationship with Microsoft and they've been doing a lot of things and Microsoft has been <clears throat> showing a lot of games there right like and Sony has not right like what was the last world premiere you saw at a Sony world premiere you saw at a Keyless world show? Premiere. No, yeah, I don't. I that, actually right? don't remember to be honest so, with you. So, so, yeah, so this is either. the thing. Microsoft got all the nominations last year. The only reason they didn't this year is because they shit the bed mm-hmm. in terms of their first party releases. And you know, next year they're gonna have. I guarantee you, next year they'll be the most nominated at the Game Awards. They may win. We'll see how Spider Man Two does if it comes out. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it just it we just, you know, Xbox fans, you got to take this one on the chin. Yeah, I don't, no, no, I, I don't no, think I, we can I, call I, it I, anything I, but that. No, I, I, I absolutely agree. Let, uh, let, let's bring in Wandering Dutch to the conversation. Dutch, you, you and I were talking, chatting it up before we went you know, live, obviously, in the green room. Uh, I mean, w- regarding the the Keeleys being known as the PlayStation Awards again I I didn't make that term up I'm simply uh, you know just reading what the what, what's being posted on social media do I agree uh, you know again it's it's hard to sometimes not agree because Jeff puts himself in a position where he 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 uh, he he puts himself in the crosshairs for controversy when he does and says certain things that someone in his position probably should not say. Uh, he should just, you know, say gaming is great. I like PlayStation, but you know, all, you know, all it's, it's gaming is important to everybody. I, he, he doesn't do that enough. 
I'm uh, obviously, like I said, I, I think he's important to the industry. I, I really quite like the game awards, not so much for the awards. I am happy developers are getting it's all their about flowers. The trailers, baby. I, I like the trailers and I like the world premieres and, 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 and I like that Xbox has been front and center for three years in a row now. Uh, but what, what, what are your thoughts on what everyone has said and what's your personal opinion uh, or, or, or issue with the Game Awards in 2022? And my main issue with the Game Awards in 2022 is that none of the genres match the games that they've got in them. So <laughs> you've got Sifu in there for best fighting game. It, it's not a fighting game. What? It's it's an action game for starters. You've got Triangle Strategy in an RTS category. Yeah, that's uh, ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Like you've <laughs> again, as we've mentioned, Stray's in there for game of the year. Though there's countless games, indie games that have come out this year that are far better than that. In my personal opinion, Metal Hell Singer was better. Um Yeah, it's a good one. There is so many indie games out this year, and there's substantially more indie games that have come out this year that have been better than Stray. It's a five-hour game going against juggernauts in the industry. Like the None of the games in that list are small by any stretch, and I appreciate indie games going into the actual main category, but Stray was not one of them. Stray is absolutely not worthy of a Game of the Year contender. I'm sorry. To, to those who enjoyed the game, that's fair enough, but when you compare it to the actual content and the and the stories available in all of the other contenders in that list god of war horizon forbidden west elden ring like for what they actually did for the industry whether that be the gameplay whether it be the story and the narrative whether that be elden ring changing the soulsborne genre um for like forever essentially and and bringing on what was a niche category up to 20 million players like it was the talk of the town like the the water cooler type of game those well that that game as as big as a juggernaut as it is uh literally killed horizon forbidden west like it literally killed that game live in front of everyone like no one was talking about aloy and unfortunately those developers, even though, like I said, I had some issues with the game and, and, and you know, a lot of people did with the bugs, but yeah. you can't deny yeah. that the game was gorgeous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the latest here, and, and this is why it made me and Mag differ, because Mag prefers so far, because he might change his mind the further he gets into it, but so far prefers Horizon Forbidden West over Ragnarok, so far. True. And I'm obviously the opposite. I've, I haven't had a good experience on Horizon due to performance issues. So naturally of course that's going to take away from my enjoyment of the game so and i've had a flawless <laughs> flawless gameplay with ragnarok this so far and, and i've loved the story the pacing's far better so i appreciate that one more than forbidden west but again this year specifically this year it's microsoft's own doing for not being in the talk of game of the year in any category um that i find it ridiculous though as Hargeet mentioned earlier i think he's accidentally dropped out or uh, had to go somewhere quickly yeah no no um, he, 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 uh, it just there's an issue with him personally i think he's got to reset his his router uh, he'll, right, hopefully okay. he'll be back in a moment um as as Hargeet pointed out anyway um a i've completely lost my train of thought um with regards to to the uh, the games being there, I think the cutoff period is ridiculous. Like you shouldn't announce the nominations 
or the categories that uh, that they fill whilst the nominations are still open. That makes no sense. Like, wait until the nomination period is closed, which is the 18th on Friday. Wait until that's done. People have had a chance to play and review the games and then announce them, right? Okay, they'll announce the nominations on the 19th. Like, I don't understand why a few more days he couldn't have waited for. And he does this every year. He announces the nominations days before it closes. Like, it makes no sense. Um, What also doesn't make sense to me is how the same people who um, review all of these games, be it IGN, be it GameSpot, be it whatever it is, all of these huge sites, for instance, Pentiment, as we've mentioned there, getting 10 out of 10s on IGN and uh, and GameSpot uh, and, and all of these, Game Informer and all across the board. Yeah. Like for an indie game, that's a huge deal, especially for, like he's mentioned, it wouldn't have happened without Game Pass because, of course, it's that niche of a title. Yeah, No one would give him the chance to make it real life. So he's had a chance to do it. It's come out to rave reviews by reviewers who've absolutely enjoyed the time with it. And that will be overlooked. It is like there's gone, but it does fall within the, rev- the the category period. It falls within the nomination space because it come out before the closing of the nominations. So, and the reviewers had the copies before the nominations. However, it's going to get forgotten. It even though it falls within the time period and could go to next year. Realistically, twenty twenty three is that packed. No one's going to remember it. Yeah, I agree. Hey, and it gets that, you, you, you know what would be a, a worthwhile fix to that? Have the show in January. That's, so you yeah, can just yeah, we've we, we, been calling year. for that for, for years. You know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, like if, if it Put comes up. out this year, then, yep. then it, it should be nominated. For example, Callisto Protocol could very well be a game of the year, I but it's like. coming out December. No one's going to remember it for, for, for next year. Right, this is what the Oscars does. Yes, high it's on calendar life. year, yes. and then they do the show in January or February after everyone's had a chance to yep. to, to see everything and or or whatever it is. It's Absolutely. it's weird. And and one last thing, not not step on your toes here. It's we a, a problem that I do have with the Game Awards is I I do think it's really weird to prioritize like big budget AAA games. If you want the the whole purpose of the game awards is so that we look at games as art. And if you're yep. looking at it as, as art, it can't just be these big blockbuster, basically MCU style movie games, whatever. Right. It should be, if it's art, then it's art and it should be across the board, which is things like vampire survivor along with God of war Ragnarok. Yes. 100%. Because we're talking yeah. where we, if we want to view this as art, and not just a big marketing commercial for the next set of AAA games, then you should you should do that. And again, this yeah. is something the I think the Oscars does this in the wrong direction, where they have a bias against big budget films, and so they only nominate artsy fartsy stuff. There yeah. needs to be a balance on on both sides. <laughs> yeah. I think. yeah, no, that's yeah. that's good stuff. So no, uh, p- p- yeah, please continue wandering Dutch. Yeah, no, that's uh, to be to be honest, that's exactly what um, we because we covered this a similar similar to this topic. We we spoke about the game awards and our gripes with some of the yes issues on your on, on the uh, on your on your show this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we said exactly the same thing as Everborn as well. To be honest, we said it should it should close at the end of December 
And then, like, the tail end of uh, the first week of, of January, you have the Game Awards show. Yep, 100%. Like, nice yeah. and early, get it in there, just just after kind of the new year, first first weekend after that. What a way to bring in the new year with the, with the Game Awards show. You've, you can show off the games or whatever trailers you want coming up for the next year. Um, you, you announce who won all the best categories from the year before, and it covers the full January to the 31st of December. Not 10 months, of, like there's literally a month and a half of the year that is entirely discounted. Yeah. What about Evil West? If, yeah, I mean, listen, there, there's a lot of games that are going to miss it that you'll never hear. Yeah. That, that, that Again, Evil West could be the game of the year or the dud of the year. We, we don't know. It looks fantastic. I already bought it. I cannot wait to play it. But let, Crispy, let's get your opinion on this. Everyone has brought some really great points. Uh, I'm interested to get yours. What 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 are your personal and current beefs, not only with the Game Awards, but the Game Awards 2022? I mean, it, this is not just 2022. I, you know, Xbox number one. I, there's no excuse. I mean, it, it, they got we got what we got. I mean, they, they didn't come out with anything. So let's let's not go crazy over that. I the one thing I that drives me nuts is consistency. There is not enough consistency in the way they 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 uh nominate and and what you know the cutoff times are and all those things now the january thing i mean that would be ideal i think the problem is that the industry wants as much eyes on on these games as possible right before christmas and i think that's the reason i think the industry actually has a little pushback you know sony microsoft they want you know these games out there and and you know for all we know microsoft they might not have anything for the the actual awards but we could see a lot from them at that awards you know yes. what i mean and and this will get people hyped they will say oh i gotta get a series s now phil's already said you know and we might get into that in some way shape or form that series x's are still going to be hard to find but he expects series s to be readily available which is great i mean that's that's the whole point of it you want to be able to allow people to play the games they want to play and also game pass nowadays is looking even better and better in value so it's it's one of those things like and i i feel like some of these these uh, games that really haven't gotten any recognition might be because they haven't been in game pass some of them ah, yeah i mean true. especially on the xbox side like when there's zero reviews and, and, you know, that's where the argument, like, we've always had this little argument, like, oh, you know, like, you know, Game Pass can hurt things in a way. Possibly, but also, you know, you don't, these companies aren't going to give anybody review codes on Xbox. Come on. I mean, yeah. so there's something up there. I, you know, how can you be more consistent? You know, when, when you see Forza came out at a certain date and then the following year, God of War comes out at a date later, and then you go and say, well, you know why is it only certain types of games are considered for game of the year because if you're, you're thinking of a racing game you're thinking of forza for a lot of people okay and and you know when motorsports comes out and if it's a masterpiece like horizon 5 was you know does it deserve to be in that conversation i think it does and i think this is where we you know jeff needs to figure out a way to say hey there are other types of games than, you know, over-the-shoulder action-adventure. Because, I mean, you look at the majority of them that are nominated this year, and that is the case. Last year, I think we all felt that, you know, there was a good diversity there. 
and and that's where I go and say the consistency. It, it's just not there. And and you know, then you get into the you know, oh, everybody's just you know, it's PlayStation Awards, this and that. We don't want to have to think like that, but I think it really comes down to you know the consistency of the game awards product that they continue to get feedback and they continue to do the exact opposite and they need to make that choice you know what i mean until they do that i think somebody's always going to have some kind of issue and then we're also going to see games that probably are readily you know deserve to be in that conversation get snubbed because there's like a whole month that isn't considered you know december's basically you might as well not bring out a game as far as game awards concerned and that's pretty sad it really is yeah, you know, that's an absolutely fantastic point. Mag, I want to go to you now on this. Uh, yeah. Listen, I, I want to say this, folks. Uh, as a content creator, uh, I pride myself in my work. Uh, I do work myself to the bone. Uh, it, it's some, sometimes it's exhausting. Sometimes I, I actually lose on the back end of the deal because I don't get a chance to play as many games as I used to, and that's okay with it. I work seven days a week on this show, right? And, 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 and I love doing it. There's no complaints. My point is that when you have a team, and, and I can only paraphrase or potentially bring into the conversation so, smallly because I've, I've never made a game and I'm probably never going to be a part of making a game, right? Unless someone brings me in for my, my New York voice for a character. Never say never, boom. Hey. We got a lot of projects in the Everborn universe. Th- then I will be more than happy to, 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 to check that off. But as, as someone who appreciates games not just for what the controller is in my hand, that really appreciates the hard work that gets so overlooked by the, the, the development community. We, we as and I say, and I really mean this, uh, I shouldn't even say we, because I know how I feel about the development community. I never have them in my crosshairs because it's, it's because of them we have these amazing experiences, right? It's their dedication to their craft. They're artists, and they don't get enough recognition. And what's a little bit frustrating, and, and it does need to be addressed, is that there are teams that will release their games from Pentiment all the way forward that will not be recognized because they're not a part of the conversation because of a date. And a date that should, by all rights, be changed. This is, a, this is an absolute fact. And it, it is, in my opinion, Jeff Keeley's uh, Achilles heel. No pun intended. Uh, there is something to be said about uh, you know six to seven weeks of a year not being recognized for a game of the year conversation. It's just it's stupid. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know how else to put it, but it doesn't make any sense. But please continue, Mag. Well, let's get into this. First of all, I like Keeley. Uh, I thought he did a great job in the. Uh, <clears throat> I thought he was a fabulous actor in that Muppets Haunted Mansion movie. Uh, anyways. By the way, if you actually watch the haunt, the the Muppets uh, haunted uh, what's it, the hell's it called? The the haunted mansion, the Disney one. Jeff Keeley is one of the severed heads that's on the uh, the the podium. It's actually pretty funny. Anyways, enough of that. Listen, there's something we are, there's something we have to talk about here, and it's the fact that what he's done already to this point has been pretty monumental. Of being able to get this thing from like basically an indie style show to something like borderline on the you know on the on the level of like golden globes and academy awards. So to pull off something like that, the guy's putting in the work. Now the other thing is we got to understand this man's hustle and flow here. Okay? You do at the same time you're going to have to like I understand I understand what we're talking about here, but we're going to have to you have to follow the attention of the people. Right? And the thing is more often than not 
the attention from the people is on Sony and Nintendo. Why? Yes, there is a bias. There's obviously a bias. There, there's no question about that. Anybody who says that that, that doesn't exist, they're, they're, you know, they're just lying to themselves. There is obviously a bias there. However, where did the bias come from? Where did it come? Where did it? Where was it based from? It came from a place because they were consistently putting out good products, and they still are. And that's the thing. That is something that a lot of, like, I've come to this realization over the last couple of years, actually, the more I think about it. And I'm like, yes, of course, there's a Sony bias. Sony has the brand recognition. And I understand. I'm going to dive into a little bit of that in a second. But the thing is, you can't argue the quality that those two companies are putting out. I'm not a Nintendo guy. Okay, I, I mean, I used to be a Nintendo guy when I was a kid. I do not like Nintendo products now. I have two Switches in the house. Though those are for my kids. I detest that thing. I, I wish I could smash it, like just walk by and just kick it, like whenever I see the switch lying on the floor. Like you oh know what I mean? It's like God. that. It's like the that violent. dog that you don't like. You just you know you just go by and give it a little the kick in the ass. And like, get out of here! <laughs> yeah, I hate that stupid thing. I hate that switch. Anyways, the point is, but they make good quality product. It's just not my thing, and I and I, you know that's fine. Whatever. Sony, on the other hand, is my thing because it's very close to like you know the the two ecosystems that I put my time in, which would be Xbox and PlayStation, right? So here's the thing. If you actually look at it, you've got Xbox has to. Okay, 2022, I'm going to agree with Everborn here. Okay, let's give Xbox a 2022 mulligan. Okay, specifically because they're trying to look like, oh, look at poor old me (laughs) while they're trying to get ABK. Right. And that, you know, it's all playing. It's all console, seventh in PC, right? Nowhere in mobile. Exactly. What are they doing? Like, I mean, Jesus, if they're trying to sell the sizzle, it's working, right? I mean, like they're trying to make themselves like, oh, I'm just a poor old boy. Look at me. Right. And that's what they're doing. I get it. Okay. But moving forward, moving forward, after this thing is done, 2023 starts, let me tell you something. If you have games that cannot match Ghost of Tsushima or your Last of Us or your God of Wars or your Horizons or your whatever, that they're coming up with on the Sony side, or the Breath of the Wilds, and all those kind of and the and the and the, the, the Mario games and whatever else they got come, and that that ridiculous game that you play, Boom. What's it called? The uh, Animal Crossing. Sorry, oh, yeah. I can't deal with those. I can't deal with I, those voices. I, 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 I love Animal Crossing. I play every day. I know. I know. <laughs> I just bust your chops. But anyways, in all seriousness, if you can't make games that match to this level, well, then there's always going to be a bias. And therefore, by definition, it's not a bias if you're not putting out products that are doing that. Now, I understand they're working on that. Obviously, that's where your Senua Sagas are coming in. That's where those will be those will be game of the year nomination kind of games, right? So, you know, don't get my words twisted, everybody, especially people in the chat. Don't get all crazy on me. All right. But I'm just saying or your Starfields or whatever you got coming out. Those are all games that they're going to be working on that are going to obviously be Game of the Year's uh, contenders, just like Hargeet said, okay? Anything that Todd Howard puts out ends up as Game of the Year. Why would Starfield be any different, right? So, And they, and they gave him the extra time to give him that polish, so it is a guaranteed Game of the Year, right? So that's exactly what they're doing. I get it. But here's the thing. If you don't do it consistently, then you're not going to be part of the conversation consistently, and that's the problem, Right, Sony's been doing this for decades, and they've been doing it better than everybody else for the most part. Not everything. Xbox has had their moments, right, with their gears, of, with the earlier gears of wars and stuff like that, and of course the Halos and all that. They had their game of the years and whatever. 
but consistently, no. Don't lie to yourselves. That they have not consistently done this. And, and you're right? onto something. You're you're absolutely a thousand percent correct. Like that. They, 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 again, we could. They only have hope. their spots, brother, but they're yeah. not. It's not every year. They mm-hmm. might have a year where they like like last year, for example. I thought last year was fantastic. Like uh, what's it called? The Psychonauts two. That was my top two game of the years of last year. I mm-hmm. adored that game, and I stood up and clapped and said, "You know what? This is a game of the year right here." Microsoft, this is how you do it, right? This is what we're going to need going forward. I, like I said, and, I and it got nominated, the, right? Right. And right, it got right. nominated. And guess what? And then they were publisher of the year last year and everything else. But look at the year after. They just went from number one to last place. From yep. hero in a, to zero. Yeah, there you go. Just like, just like an 80s sitcom. It. Yeah, from hero to zero. And th- that's exactly what ended up happening. Why? Lack of consistency. And we understand the reasons why, but I'm just saying it was it. Now, as for the media, here's another thing. When you're talking about the reason why they cover Sony more, and, or even you know, even when they review the games more, or the game awards when they're voting and everything else, they're also doing it for their own benefit. Because as Hargeet was saying earlier, Sony is a global brand that people recognize, right? So when they look at that, and it's it's the brand recognition and, of course, the quality of the titles, when people are talking or reviewing those games, for their own self-benefit, those media sites and those media uh, pundits, they're the ones that are getting traffic to their sites Yeah, based on that. And then what ends up happening? Then it benefits Keeley as well because then those same people are going to tune into his show. It is they are li- Everybody is literally scratching each other's back. This is a Hollywood version of the boys video club? game industry. Would you consider the video games boys club? Well, yeah, like it's it's turning into Hollywood. Right. Hollywood doesn't do anything unless they get something for it. No one does anything out of the goodness of their heart. Right. And nobody gives a crap about the indie guy unless the indie guy's making everybody else money. That's how these big that's I'm sorry, but that's the absolute truth. And it sucks because there's a lot of casualties of war that make either a great video games, uh, indie video games or great indie films. But if they ain't making the money, they ain't getting the recognition. And that's because they're not helping each other out. And that's what these media guys are doing the same thing in this industry right here. Now, the thing is, you know, by the way, by the way, everything I just said there, by the way, the toxic Sony guys, please clip it all so you can touch yourself later to all the stuff I said of negative about Xbox. But anyways, (laughs) here's the thing. Uh, In regards to what you guys were talking about um, doing the end of the year thing. Yes, I agree with everybody who said it so far about. Why not make the cutoff just like the Academy Awards? The, the Academy Awards cutoff is Christmas Day, to be exact. Not the 31st. It is the 25th of December. Okay? And that's why, if you guys ever see, like, you see, like, when uh, Spielberg releases a big movie or whatever, or James Cameron or whatever, they always release on Christmas Day. Yeah. The reason why is because that is the official cutoff for the Academy Awards. So, anyways, you do something like that. Yes, you could put that into January, maybe February, something like that, so that you could get a more honest version of Game of the Year, just like you said, Boom. Why cut off the last six weeks of the year and call it Game of the Year? Now, there are ways around it. If Jeff is not going to budge on it, then don't release your game in the last six weeks of the year. If you don't think that the game is going to make the cutoff, delay it into the early parts of 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 the next year. So that you will be in the conversation. Elden Ring yeah. came out in February. 
Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm, I, I understand money's at risk and everything else. They got to keep their lights on. But at the same so, time. So, Mag, let me back you up for a second. Yes. Because when movie studios have an Oscar candidate, they yes. build all their marketing and their release date around the October to December window. That yes. is what is considered in Hollywood Oscar season. That's Oscar right? season, yes. Because uh, there are a lot of great movies that get like 99 on Rotten Tomatoes in February, and then no one's talking about them around Oscar time. So technically, even though it's up until Christmas, it's really October to Christmas. Yes, and, and that's and why the they the movie studios know that. And they release the movies around that. And this is why you can have big $20 million actors like um, Leonardo DiCaprio and things like that do yeah. an Oscar movie because it's not going to make a lot in the box office until it gets nominated or wins Best Picture. And then they make it up that way and in the <coughs> ancillary market sales because they can use the fact that it was nominated or it won an Oscar. <coughs> so they are designing their business models around that. Right. What you're if that's what you're looking for, then you then you got to play the game that's put in front of you. Yeah, I, if you're I, not I agree. In that, yeah, sorry, but you know what? It's my my problem. I mean, what you're both saying makes perfect sense. My problem with that theory is that it's called Game of the Year 2022, yes. which means that every game in 2022 should be recognized regardless of when yes. it comes out in 2022. That, to me, is the inherent problem, and that is why there's always going to be questions as to how he does his business. I understand that a lot of this is advertisement by his, you know, his Hollywood friends to sell games and sell consoles and make money, millions and millions of dollars. Of course. It's all money. Uh, at the end of the day. It's all money. Absolutely. But at it, the end of the day, yeah. the controversy is there, and it will never go away especially when you start talking about game of the year. When you say game of the year, you have to represent every game that came out this, this year. You, it's not game of the first 10 months. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you 100%. I'm just, what I'm saying is I'm just trying to explain why it's not. Like, I'm not yeah, agreeing I mean, with it. Like, I know some people in the chat probably go, man, Mag's crazy. I'm not. I literally am agreeing with you guys, and I agree with Boom, too. It should not be game of the 10 months. That's not that doesn't even sound good, right? Game of the year right. sounds a lot better, doesn't it? So it should be every game, just like uh, uh, Everborn said, Callisto Protocol. And I'm sure, boom, you're the same way. I mean, you and I have the same taste in games. We uh, can't wait for that. I can't wait to play that game. I'm waiting for. I'm dying to see the reviews because I want to. I want to. I'm praying that it matches up to what my anticipation. But the thing is, I get it. I get it that 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 game is not going to be part of that, and that sucks. But I'm just trying to explain, um, or at least from my my perspective. And, and and some of my some of the Hollywood background I have is that I understand why it's not. Now the last thing I was going to mention, sorry, very quickly here, is that the reason why they will not do January February to do these shows is because statistically speaking, and this again it goes with Hollywood and television. Okay, let's just, let's just say Hollywood in general is that statistically you get higher viewer ratings in December than any other time of the year. Except well, for an off, event people, like yeah, people on vacation, things of that nature, that allow them to go see these films, or they're the home, yeah. they're, no, home they're home with yeah. family, yeah. and they're watching TV, they're hanging out, they're, they're, the engagement is up at that time of year. You know what I mean? So what the thing is, it's no mystery. I'll give you an example this year, guys. It's no mystery that Yellowstone season five part one ends 
in December. It's a seven-episode series, right? Uh, part mm-hmm. one is, anyway. It's no mystery that Yellowstone 1923 begins in December. Why would you pick that time? Why not release it in the summer? Why not release it in October? Because the numbers statistically are always there in December. Keeley yeah. did not pick December out of a hat. He's no, following no, I, the trends. He, so that's he what is I'm following, saying. Yeah, he is following the trends. But at the same time, like I said, again, I don't agree is, with this, it. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. First of all, you know what I mean. Uh, I'm just saying that's where it's coming from, from his yeah, perspective. I, and and like I said, I, listen. At the end of the day, this is not show friends; it's show business. God damn right. right. So, Aha, so, he said the thing. He said the hey, thing. He I said, said the, I said <laughs> the thing. There you go. But listen, uh, let's move on to the second topic. We have almost four hundred hey, hey, people boom, here. Just one second before you move on, the yes, real sir. elephant in the room of why the whole Game Awards is a Travis Schmackery is that Sonic Frontiers was not nominated for anything. Oh, I, so, listen, I'm right there with so, you. I agree with I, it's, you. It's, it's I, just, I just don't think there were enough... I just don't think there were enough reviews out in time, to be quite honest. I don't think it had anything to do with the quality of the game. I just I mean, don't think they had enough you see reviews. The, you see the quality of the game in front of you, brother. I mean, listen... I've been watching yes, for an hour. It's fantastic. It looks it, great. This is what I'm saying. People just... It, it has popping. Yes, it does. Should that I, happen? I'm not even noticing it, really. No. But that's and, not the and point. And boom, uh, is wearing the Tims. Like I'm wearing the Tims. That's York. right. I, I, I got the, the treasure hunter outfit on, and I'm really? not ashamed to say that I did that. But when the I mean, Tims weigh him down, <laughs> yeah. To that point, though, it did you know come out at the same time as God of War, 100%, which is yeah. a large game. Yeah. And reviewers, I mean, they have to pick which one they're going to review. That's what and, I'm saying. Yeah, I don't think a lot of review. Know. There weren't enough reviews. How many reviews came out for Xbox? One. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's up to like none. eight. Oh, it's up to eight. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, he's getting a fifty-eight oh, so far on Meta from Xbox. Well, listen, um, but I'm I, hoping that changes. But <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think change needs to happen. Uh, I think it needs to happen not for fanboys, not for podcasters, for developers. I think at the end of the day, they're the, they're the important part of the conversation because they make these experiences for us. They make these games, these worlds. Uh, that we live in and that we, we 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 get away from real life that kind of sucks sometimes, right? So I think that when you say game of the year, everyone has to be represented fairly. Uh, right now, it is not the case. Uh, it is a problem that needs to be addressed. Uh, Jeff Keeley has been asked about it. He's been very coy on his response, which I do not like. <laughs> I, I, I think that he is, uh, you know, obviously, yes, this is a money thing. But at the end of the day, if you're there for developers, it can't be for the developers for the, that release their games in the first 10 months. Oh, oh it, 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 it just cannot. Sorry, I got one last example. 30 seconds, sure. Boom, I swear to God. 30 All seconds. Right. There is a movie, an Indian movie called RRR. Okay? If anybody's seen it, fantastic. Arr. Here's the thing. They want the notoriety in North America with that film. It's doing fantastic all over the world, but they want the North American notoriety. So guess what they just did? They re-released it just now in the United yeah. States in the theaters because they want that notoriety of uh, of being able to get best foreign film at the Academy Awards. Of course they do. Okay? Yeah. So there you go. So I'm saying here's a movie that's quality and everything else. It's a great movie, by the way. Three hours if you're into it. But here's the thing. Here's it. They they want to play the game. Right? They want to play the game. They could have easily just said, nah, forget it. We released it earlier in the year. It's on Netflix. You can watch it on Netflix now, this and that, whatever. But they're like, no, no, no. 
we want to be part of the game. And so now they're do, now they're playing they're playing by the rules of the academy. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to, but I'm saying there's an example of uh, you know what I'm saying of a film. Uh, which you could, of course, t- turn that into a video game. The same thing. You could yeah. say you bend your own rules if you want to be part of the conversation as well. So, I mean, there is that. Sorry, so, sorry. Karen. No, no, no. no so, good stuff. Taking your thing a little further, though, right? I mean, you, you mentioned that the Academy, they wait till the 25th, right? That's cool. And they come out in, I think it's February, whatever they do their show, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem with doing what Keeley is doing is the fall is when the majority of games technically come out, right? So it's now that's changed, right? Now we get games all over the, the place. But the fall period, October, November, is usually when we got most of our games. And some of those big games come out after the review time. And I think that is the big missing point here, right? If your blockbusters, as far as movies, were all coming out in October, November, they don't. They come out in summer, right? They come out in June, July, August. You know, that's when they're they're putting out the big movies, right? And, and then maybe there's, uh, you know, the Cannes Film Festival or uh, whatever, you know, all these things. They're, they're happening at different times, not during November and, and December. And in, in our case, the big time is supposed to be October, November, December. And, you know, our games are coming out now and they're not being covered. I think that's the big miss. Right. And look, it is his as you pointed out, Game Awards has taken over the, the you know, the, the Academy Awards. OK, like Academy Awards had like what, 10, 15 million viewers. He had 90, like 85 million. It was ridiculous how many people yeah. actually. The thing is, though, the, are, the right? consumption of video games. And the consumption of film are different. Avatar 2 is not going to take me 90 hours to watch. Yep. Right? Yep. It's going to take me two hours and I go home. I can watch six movies in one day. Exactly. Exactly. You can't do that right? with the games. So I, I get your point. You, you make sense there. Yeah. You know, so I, you got to be able to consume to it ahead of time. It, like you were saying, boom. Like he needs to kind of come up with a better answer somewhere, make some sort of compromise. And I think a lot of it is holiday season. You know, we want to have all the advertisement for people to go buy systems yeah. in, in the Western world anyways, right? In the Eastern world, it's probably more Chinese New Year, which is more February, right? But yeah. like here, it's it's Christmas time. That's that's the big thing. So you want Thanksgiving through Christmas. We want to get all that stuff in there, right? Fair enough. But maybe he should consider, is it viable to move it out to January and February and catch the Asian market? Uh, it may work, right? He'd have to test it one of these years and see what happens. With the I pandemic, agree. I think it's changed everything. And they could they could change and try different things now. So yeah. it might be viable to do it in a different time frame. No, I mean, listen, great point, Barry. When this was an amazing topic, uh, an hour and 20 minutes in, and we still have one of the bigger topics that has gripped uh, so game the gaming society. Uh, I've been called a shill by many people saying that's all I talk about. Uh, you know, you guys, again, re- read the YouTube comments, folks. It's pretty ridiculous. I actually stopped because uh, when people, fanboys and fangirls don't get their way, uh, they get vicious. Uh, so I stopped reading the comments because, well, people are knuckleheads. But before we get to the big topic of the show, Shooter2853 drops the first Super Chat of the day. And I got to see if anyone else did. Thank you for the very generous $10. Super Chat, he says, hey, Boom, Mrs. Boom, Wandering Dutch, Crispy, Mag, Everborn, and Hargeet. So good to catch a live show instead of uh, repeats. Well, thank you so much for that. And uh, if you did, in fact, drop a Super Chat, I will get to it for sure. I just have to find it. But I do want to start this topic. And I want to go first to Mag on this one because, obviously, I don't know if he gets out of here exactly at 9 o'clock. This show is not ending at 9 o'clock exactly because... Well, you know, the first topic took up a lot of time, and we still have to get to what happened this week. Now, obviously, if your head has been in the sand, Phil Spencer has once again 
basically dropped the hammer on any doubt that PlayStation gamers will have a chance to play Call of Duty moving forward. He sat down with uh, The Verge's podcast known as Decoder, and uh, the, uh, the interviewer asked all the tough questions, and in some cases, uh, Phil Spencer, who is probably tired of talking about this, actually cut him off and you know confirmed that, yes, Call of Duty is going to remain on PlayStation and if they want, he even said it. If they want it streaming wise, he'll do that. They don't have to be. They don't have to have Game Pass. He confirmed that. He said we're not going to pull up a gazy. There are not going to be any rope dopes or behind the back shenanigans. It's literally going to be if Call of Duty is out, it's going to ship on PlayStation. But see, that's not the question that we're going to t- we're going to cover. And again, I got to give credit to Pong Soul. It's listening to their show this weekend that had me tantalized with the theory that he came up with. And if, you, if you're just tuning in now, and again, we're getting closer to 350 people, please hit the like button. I greatly appreciate it. And a lot of new faces here. Hit the subscribe button and help us get to 12K. It'd be greatly appreciated. But the question that he proposed was how... And I don't want to use the word desperate. How willing is Microsoft regarding concessions? What are they willing to offer up to the FTC, to the EU, and of course to the CMA in regards to quote unquote concessions or consent decrees, as they will, so that you know Sony, which again in many many cases, both for the CMA and the EU Commission. Those two entities have looked like they're more concerned with the Sony's position rather than the position of consumers, and that is illegal. Uh, again, tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the new episode of Xvlog Live, I'm sitting down with not only the infamous King David of the Iron Lord podcast, I'm sitting down with lawyer extraordinaire himself, Hoglore, and we're going to be breaking all of these things down and he's going to go into full detail to explain why this could potentially not win the case for Microsoft, but definitely give regulators a problem when you consider the word bias. But what Pang Sol proposed was that he felt, and he said he didn't agree with it, but he wanted to put it out there for the, into the ethers, that would Microsoft be willing to turn around and offer up Call of Duty to be a perk for PlayStation Plus premium members when it launched in the Game Pass. That's the question we're going to uh, we're going to cover. Everyone is probably going to be going bonkers right just, now in the just chat. Just let me know when I can go off. You on go that one. you know what? I want to go to Mag first and then we will come to you cuz Mag definitely got to bounce out at nine o'clock because of his position. Mag I think that if that happened, it would be a travesty of justice. Uh, Microsoft is the company that is uh, spending $70 billion and investing in their services. So they should decide and have first crack on where it goes. I think uh, I think Call of Duty staying on PlayStation is enough. I think if PlayStation gamers want to buy it, they can buy it. But I think that the ultimate goal for Microsoft moving forward is to move people into their service. And the way you do that 
is if you offer up something as important as Call of Duty in your streaming service to get people to come over and subscribe the same way Netflix spends millions of dollars on IP, the same way that you're getting Marvel things in, uh, in, in, uh, in uh, Disney Plus, the same way that you're getting uh, DC films and, and, and TV shows for their, their, their heroes, uh, obviously, and HBO Max. So it, there is something to be said about that being wrong on every level. But what is your thoughts, brother? Uh-oh, did Mag have to leave? He might have had he might have had a situation. Hopefully he's he's okay. Everborn, take it away, brother. You 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 were very passionate about this. We were talking privately, but we'll get to the mag in a second. Talk about it. All right. So you know I love Pong Soul. He's one of the most positive guys in the community. We got I me and Kay have been playing. By the way, Kay, I saw Kay Asante uh creeping in the chat. Yeah, he's there. He's so, here. He's uh, here. He's shout here. out to Kay Asante uh, live from Ghana. Um Pong so you're wrong. <laughs> I, I I disagree. Uh, you know, we, we gotta we gotta do this uh this crossover with GCP and and uh, uh and, and your show. But um furthermore, um I think that's the one thing where Microsoft does not uh concede. And I, I went on record a couple of weeks back saying I think all of this is gonna end up with non-significant uh, concessions after they goes to phase two. But for the purpose of this conversation, I don't think that's something Microsoft would agree to. Uh, Phil has said he would consider some sort of a longer term contract because this is a negotiation. But uh, in that interview, we already know, he, I've been saying this for a while, we've all been saying this, Phil Spencer, Hoglaw said it, now Phil Spencer came out and said it, and nobody's talking about that. All they talk about is the, oh, he's going to go long-term on PlayStation. He didn't say long-term, he said longer-term, right? And that's the first thing. Now, the next thing is, he said, no, we don't have to have any contract. Our contract is not with Sony, it's with our customers. And no, we don't have to write that down. And if regulators want that, uh, then that is a different conversation. Uh, but if it's a requirement of the deal, they'll consider doing something a little bit longer. They're not, they're not folding to Sony. I've seen a lot of people say that. Um, but again, they are buying the company, right? They are spending the $70 billion. And by the way, God of War in the UK, where this this is all the big deal that seems to be very worried about this deal and, and Sony's well-being. God of War just outsold COD in its in its launch week. God That's of correct. Warfare, which yes. was the biggest COD. Yes. Right? And and you want to talk about things that will come up in these things. The CMA actually has to prove, as well as the, the European Commission, they actually have to prove this. This is what the phase twos are for. Yes. So not only do I think this thing will close, I think it will close with minimal concessions. I'm saying it on the record uh, again. But I even if there was a pushback, the pushback will not be around Game Pass. Now, if there's anything Game Pass related, maybe they'll say, uh, for some amount of time, uh, you can't, Microsoft can't put it in Game Pass, but there is no way on God's green earth 
that regulators are going to force Microsoft and Microsoft does not do everything in their power legally to not agree with that or just blow the whole deal up to say that they have to put this thing in PlayStation Plus. There's no way because there's really no purpose of buying it. And Phil Spencer uh, is saying, oh, yes, we bought it for King. We bought it for Blizzard because King makes all the money. Actually, Activision still makes the most money. You can you can go and look at that. And most of that money that Activision makes is from uh, COD. I just... <laughs> <laughs> was looking at a bar chart earlier that showed the breakdown of Blizzard revenue versus King revenue. And King is up there, but um, overall, it is still Activision. It is a large, large part, right? So the, 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 the thing is, um, we know how serious Microsoft is about Game Pass. We know how serious they are about uh, using this as some as a long-term bet you're 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 not oh if if you're taking away taking exclusivity off of the table you're literally taking all the other benefit if you say you you have to also offer this in playstation plus it's just not going to happen boom it, it will I, it, I, agree. It'll, it'll, I think it'll and i think it'll stay on playstation um at the very least i'm not saying it won't be you know like Minecraft, but you know, the language is um, again, no one in any business contract would do anything in perpetuity, perpetuity, but the language is, um, you know, as long as people want to play it. And if most people move over to Xbox, then they'll, you know, they'll look at that decision later. But that's a that's a discussion for another day. Right now, they will they will put it on PlayStation. What the what the fight will be is um can they put it in Game Pass on day one? Uh, maybe regulators will try that, right? But even I, I, I don't think that uh, that's a fight regulators will win. A regulator cannot say they can one, they, they're not going to be able to force Microsoft to put COD on another subscription service. It's never happened before in the history of any purchase Disney, Fox, WB Discovery. Amazon, MGM, nowhere ever. That's never been a requirement of any uh, merger agreement where you're yeah. forced to put your uh, your products on another person's service. It's just not a thing, right? Right. So, so, so let's let's keep history and facts in our mind before we say that they have to do this and they have to do that. What they had to do was go to a phase two. We shall see, and we saw what happened in Brazil when they went to phase two. Now, the next thing, right? Um, regulators are not going to be able to make the case that it is better for consumers that they should have to pay $70 for a game because one company wants to keep their number one position. Yeah, I agree. Right? This is the, forget about the, the whole uh, implications of bias. I will leave that for other people to, to discuss or whatever. But what I am saying is there is no normal, sane uh, person doing their job that is going to say it is better for consumers for, for them to have to pay full price for a game. That they, yeah. that, that they may not even like. So what Microsoft is offering is a cheaper option. Right now, you can say not having this content 
if that's the case you want to make, it will hurt the, what do you call it? And that's a specious case to begin with, which uh, we'll see how that turns out. But you cannot make the case that on top of having to have it on your platform, Microsoft also can't put it in Game Pass. It's not going to happen. Forget about it. No, I, 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 I like what you're putting down. I mean, listen, you make a lot of sense. Uh, and uh, Hoglaw in his last video said something that uh, exactly to your point, it's going to be hard for regulators to try and suggest that this is going to somehow be bad for consumers. And, and there are, he and you uh, uh, and anyone that agrees with that is 100% right. But Mag, we got your back, brother. Yes. What are your thoughts on this? Pong Soul said on Living Split Screen that he believes that this deal is so important to Microsoft that the concession, the most ultimate concession or, yeah. or consent decree that they would be willing to offer up to get it done is have uh, PlayStation Plus Premium get Call of Duty the same day that Game Pass. I disagree. Matt, I, uh, uh, yeah. uh, Everborn disagrees. Most people in the chat disagree. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, first of all, Pong Sol is a criminal and a scumbag, so we shouldn't listen to anything he says. I'm just kidding. I was talking to him yesterday. He's a fantastic guy. We were chatting yesterday about my injury, so we were having a good laugh about it. But uh, anyways, love you, Pong. I hope you're listening. Uh, anyways, here's the thing. There's absolutely no way it's going to happen. You're not going to spend $70 billion to put it on somebody else's yeah. service. You're putting it – you could put it in their ecosystem – where they are still going to make their 30%, right, from the sale, because, and, and it's not about making the money back, okay? Microsoft can make $70 billion over breakfast. Yeah, okay? they could. So it's, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's not about, well, they need to make their money back, so they got to charge. So, no, it's not about that. It's about the rules. If you own something, then someone else is going to be, it's like a landlord letting you live there for free. That's not going to happen. you got to pay the landlord. Right, so the thing is that that's what's going to end up happening. They're going to have to pay. Sony's going to have to pay the thirty percent. Microsoft is going to put that revenue towards what, folks? That's right. It's going to show up as revenue in the gaming division. And what are they going to do with that? That's great for investors. So when the investors have their their meetings, okay, and they could see that they could plug those numbers into there to make their product look that much more. You know what I mean? Uh, attractive for other investors to uh, to get involved, right? So that's what they're going to utilize that for. It's all to make themselves look better. And the thing is, at the end of the day, like I said, you don't spend seventy billion dollars to, to you know to be Robin Hood, okay? You're not gonna you're not gonna be throwing the money around to the poor who can't get no. Hey, Mag, Mag. Yeah. Next thing they're gonna say, yeah, I don't know if if, if regulators are gonna allow them to release COD on Xbox at all. Exactly. You know, like Sony exclusive. It's getting more preposterous by the day. Um, and the reason why it's getting more preposterous is because basically at this point, it's turned into 10 straight months of speculation, right? So now it's getting wilder and wilder by the day, right? So, that you know, it's just like, uh, oh, I don't want to get into that. Sorry, never mind. I'll shut up because I was going to say something that's probably going to piss somebody off. But anyways, um, the thing is, is that at say the end it, of the day. Mag. No, I can't say it. Let okay, I'm going to say it. Anyways, here's the thing. Okay. When someone was writing the Bible, I'm pretty sure Jesus wasn't walking on the water. But if you keep rewriting the history over times, the next thing you know, the guy's flying like Superman. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? So this is the same idea. People are speculating, 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 and it's getting wilder and more ridiculous because we don't have an answer. 
Max said he right? got drunk at a party one day, and now we're turning water to wine. <laughs> Turn the water to wine. There yeah. you go. Like, come on. But anyways, <laughs> the thing is, it's the, the, at the end of the day, it's because we don't have the answers. And because of that, I think that, like I said, the speculation is getting wilder, and people are like, you know, maybe they're going to have to keep conceding. They don't have to concede anything, to be quite honest. And in fact... If you look at the, if you actually look at it, even well, maybe I'm not going to talk about from a legal standpoint because I'm not a lawyer. Um, but uh, what I was going to say is that there really is just like what they showed in Brazil. There, there are no concessions because there's nothing that they're doing wrong. Because at the end of the day, this is all about consumers, is it not? Monopoly it's supposed to be, yeah. It's absolutely. supposed to be first things first. They want to make sure it's not a monopoly. We've already established it's not a monopoly, right? We've been talking about this, you know, till we're blue in the face. Um, no pun intended to the man on screen right now. Keep going, Sonic. Anyways, the thing is, is that the, uh, you know, you can talk, it's not a monopoly. The other thing is, what's the next important thing? Is that the consumer is not getting screwed, right? Or that there's, there, that is clearly not an, uh, an issue. Because as it stands right now, on PlayStation, you're paying $70, $80, $100 for Call of Duty, depending on which version you buy right now and microsoft doesn't own them microsoft owns them next year guess what you're still going to be paying seven or two years from now 70 80 90 and 100 dollars for the game so literally nothing has changed they have not raised the price well at least theoretically they won't i don't think they will that would be really foolish and they haven't done anything else and then on the on the xbox side of things you're getting it in a subscription service for christ's sake and possibly possibly pc so therefore you've there there are no other concessions that are required so th that by by even like you know you know thinking about putting it on PlayStation Plus, there's absolutely no reason for it because you haven't locked the gamers out of the game, you haven't locked Sony out of having the game and then keeping people on their ecosystem. Which I don't think it. I mean, it will, but it won't forever. People will start moving over at some point. I mean, like look at you could already see the 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 power of a subscription service. Look at the sales, guys. Look at the sales on Xbox for like Sonic. And some other games that came out, Xbox players are not buying games as much as they are on Sony and Nintendo. Now, the funny thing is, if you actually look at a game like Sonic, for example, okay, you could say, oh, well, you know, there's a lot more PS4s out there. Yeah, but it, it, you talk about PS4 and PS5, then you're also talking about on the Xbox side, Xbox Series X, S, and the One. And there's still only like 8% of sales are going to Xbox. Guess why? It's not because Xbox gamers don't buy games. I think, well, they're not right now. But what I'm saying is, is that I think they're getting used to that subscription model where they're waiting for these things to come onto those subscriptions, right? So th therefore, th anyway, th what I'm plugging that, the reason why I'm bringing that up. I disagree is there. I'm actually debating about that with somebody on, on Twitter. Are you now? Yeah. Well, you just King started. Crash, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, I will, I will talk, we'll take that offline. I disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. That's fair. I'm just thinking that people are starting to become compliant with it. Like, look at, for example, uh, regardless of the fact that, like, Disney movies, uh, their quality, I mean, I, I think their quality has gone down uh, with diminishing returns. But there's an argument to be made there that a lot of people already are conditioned to the fact that the movies between 30 and 45 days are on Disney+. Plus. Right. And, and you know what? To add to everyone's point about it not going to PlayStation Plus uh, Premium, uh, Justin Sane, who was a guest yesterday on the Xbox Factor podcast, said, are, are, we, are we forgetting that PlayStation doesn't put their own games into their service day? Yeah. What, yeah. Hey, thank you. What, did you say that in the chat? I totally didn't see it. Yeah, it, it's, but, it's here. Yeah. 
Yeah, so like, there's another example, right? I mean, it's, they're not even putting their own games in there. Why would why would they get access to a game that Microsoft spent a, literally a record amount of money to get? And the the reason why they're trying to do it, we understand. They're not doing it as, you know, as a service for us. I mean, they're trying to make money for themselves. They're trying to attract more people to their service. I understand, but at no point did they need to put it on PlayStation Plus because they don't have to concede to anything because they're not breaking any rules. That's just the way I see it. Yeah, They're not breaking I, I, any rules. See, this is the thing people don't pay attention to. And, and if you read the Brazil documents, and I'm, I know these are different jurisdictions in different countries and things, but there are, like, like you're saying, Mag, there are actual rules. And you have to breach a certain level before it raises concern for competition to where you have to take some right. action, right? So they have to go and look at, well, what are Activision sales? What are uh, Xbox sales? What are these game sales? And what percentage of the market will they have? What percentage of the workforce will they have? What percentage right. of game sales will they have? And there is no metric. If you're looking at data right now, you can go back and look for historical data for whatever number of years. There's no metric you can find where they're going to breach those levels of making them a competitive uh, 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 threat where there's a concern for foreclosure. So we're doing all this phase two stuff because we have to. Once the numbers yep. go into it, like all this stuff is going to be much to do about nothing. But I'm sorry, Mac. Go ahead. No, no, that, just, that's all I was, that's all I was trying to say. With you. I, I, all I was just trying to say is that there's absolutely no reason to do it because there's no reason to concede. If there was a reason to concede, then they say, okay, you know what? Then you could take it a step further and say, all right, fine. We won't release it day one on Game Pass. We'll give you 90 days, and then it goes to Game Pass. And then if it's still there are other concessions that need to be made, then you could say, okay, well, you know what? Um, whatever. Maybe we'll wait 120 days to put it on Game Pass. Or maybe we'll never put Call of Duty on Game Pass. We'll just keep it, it as a thing. And that wouldn't happen either. Because No, I know. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying this is in an imaginary world that, that there are concessions required. But right. there no, are no concessions required because they haven't done anything to breach that. Right? right. To, to breach there's, that trust. There's nothing of, illegal being done exactly. here. Exactly. Uh, especially when you consider, and I, I don't think a lot of people understand, when you say the word monopoly, that in its definition here in the United States is 70% of the market. Uh, here's the problem, folks. Sony, who has been in first place for two decades long and more so a couple of years after that, in some regions hold a 70 plus percent uh, ratio when it comes to market share. And no one has done anything about it. There's been no FTC conversation. There's been no EU conversation. There's been no uh, uh, you know, uh, CMA conversation. So that in itself is why if this was going to be an issue they could say oh you know concession because of x y and z that's not in fact what's going to happen here but i definitely want to you know move it along to hargeet chani but hargeet before i get to your brother i gotta thank the three super chats that have come in dead planet drops a very generous two dollar super chat and says this industry is so ready for a non-sony hit game and i think that that is again both absolutely correct and on the backs of Microsoft to answer that call. And I believe they're going to do that next year. Drawn TJ drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, what's up, guys? And what's up to you, Drawn TJ? And Highlander 001 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, great show, Mr. Boom. All Sony cares is about 
Call of Duty, let me just say, Candy Crush made a billion dollars in the last quarter. Yes, it, it did. Uh, in the last, think about that for a second. In the last quarter, it made over a billion dollars. That is sick. Uh, but listen, Hargeet, you've heard what Pong Sol he suggested. Now, again, I, I I disagree, and he even disagreed. But he feels that this deal is in, incredibly important to Microsoft as a whole. You obviously work with Game On Daily. You are part of an amazing website with amazing people that make that uh, channel worthwhile, certainly worth subscribing because while Gaz by himself is the draw, <laughs> he's just a lunatic and we love him for it. Yep. What are your thoughts on this? How, what, what, what do you think Microsoft will, uh, will be willing to accept as a decree? Yeah, I mean, boom! You you saw what I sent to the CMA, right? And I actually made a video of that, and uh, it's you know it's, it's up on on my channel. But uh, the idea that the monopoly needs to be protected by regulators is just entirely absurd. The the, the enti- look in the EU, Sony has an eighty five plus percent market share. It, it's it to me, it's just outright absurd to even think about trying to protect that. Yes, they should I agree. be very happy. That Microsoft is coming in to break that down, right? It should be the opposite. And I hope in phase two they realize this, right? The, the very fact that we have that tweet, my PlayStation, is because that's all they have there, right? They don't even think of Xbox. It's a joke over there, right? And so if you if you're gonna have that kind of you know environment and then tell me that hey, a competitor is coming in to thwart the monopoly, most countries would be saying, Great, we don't have to deal with this monopoly. Otherwise, go legislate and break that damn monopoly. Right, that's what should be happening. As far as what they will, ex, you know, expect, I, I keep this in mind. The marketing deals that Sony has put in has a stipulation that any game that is marketed by Sony must go into their subscription before going into somebody else's. That's what happened with Deathloop. That's going to happen with Ghostwire Tokyo. Expect that to happen with all the Call of Duties that were part of that marketing deal. So. Yep. It will happen. It will go to the PlayStation Plus Premium, whatever the heck it is. Okay, so that's the way it's going to get into Game Pass. It's not going to happen day and date, but when they want to bring it into Game Pass, it's going to have to go to PlayStation Plus first. Whatever for whatever term that is, six months, a year, whatever, it's going to go in there and then go into Game Pass the same day, right? So that is going to happen, right? Beyond that, I would say that that would be the most ridiculous thing I've heard. Much of what everybody else has said. It would if Disney buys Marvel and then uh, no Netflix says no 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 all those things must come to my platform. Are you kidding me? Yes, it's up exactly. to Disney to decide. Right. They can choose to do whatever they want. They would be laughed out of any room. It's it's absolutely right? absurd to me. Like the whole thing is absurd to me. First off, Call of Duty is a game. No, this you this is worse than that though, right? Made. Harvey, this yeah. is worse than that. This would be like Disney. You know the the number one you know movie producer or whatever saying you know as a part of the uh wb discovery deal we require batman movies on disney plus yes you you have to put it there i know we're number one but so what right <laughs> it, it's insanity right and, and and like the idea that call of duty somehow is so important to sony and only sony because nobody else has complained right steam didn't have this for years did steam fold they're still no. here it didn't. It didn't even phase them. It doesn't matter. 
right? Like th this whole thing is so absurd to me. If Microsoft are, are buys you... them and says, we're going to do Call of Duty every four years, is Sony going to go bankrupt? There's no Call of Duty coming next year, right? Is Sony no. going to go bankrupt? Like no. this whole argument is just so bafflingly <clears throat> stupid. I, I don't even understand how this is a thing. This isn't lumber. This isn't steel, right? This isn't an, an input into other industries. It's a bloody game. Yes, and it's a bloody one IP. Yes. Argy, exactly. Do you like I how just the, 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 the CMA, when Microsoft brought up how Nintendo has never needed COD, they just turned into that guy from Friday talking about, oh, but that was different. And better yet, they took Sony's bullshit statement saying that Nintendo makes fitness games, that they're not a game company. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Right. That, that's preposterous. Company. Yes, exactly. Are you serious? <laughs> like, really? How insulting. <laughs> that's what Sony thinks of Nintendo. Really? <laughs> yeah. But that's no, what I'm... you get, right? So from my perspective, it will happen. They will have stuff in PS Plus because that's the way they're going to get into Game Pass for those Call of Duties that are part of the agreement. So even the next one that comes out in 2024, it's going to have to go into to PlayStation Plus and then come to Game Pass. And after that, do you, I, can, I can never imagine how they would say yes to that, to say that their game has to go into the, the competitor's streaming service. That It's just totally baffling to me that that would ever happen. Like It, it could happen, but I just can't imagine why. And Microsoft should definitely fight that. Yeah, and There's they probably no would. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know how a regulator could actually look to say that you have to put your $70 billion investment into the other guy's uh, business. But exactly. listen, it's let's, let, let, let's bring in Wandering Dutch. Dutch, you've heard what everyone had to say. Mag had to jump out of here. Uh, obviously, he's got work responsibilities at nine, but we will do an outro for him. Uh, but what, what are your thoughts on what everyone had to say? And, and more importantly, this interview with Phil, could he have been any more clear for the 1,000th time that he has said Call of Duty is staying on PlayStation? I don't, yeah, like you say, I don't know how many times he needs to say it. I mean, they, they obviously don't believe him, despite him proving with the previous IP, Minecraft, that not only has it stayed there, but it's expanded. He said it's going to be like Minecraft about seven times. And yet they still ask him the same question. Is it going to be on PlayStation? Yes, it's going to be on PlayStation. How many times do I need to tell you it's going to be on PlayStation? Like, we literally don't care about Call of Duty. We're getting this company for king. Like, the entire thing is for the mobile section. 100%. Call of yeah. Duty is a little cherry on top. Like, outside of that, <laughs> we need the mobile expansion. He's, he even kind of elaborated on that and said, console gaming is not going to keep any of the gaming sector sustainable. The only way the gaming sector remains a sustainable venture for any company is if they expand to multiple platforms. You can't just rely on console gaming because it's not going to generate enough money to keep you going. And it's a fact, which is why Sony's also moving into mobile and also moving into PC, which is why Nintendo's moved into mobile. Obviously not PC. It's very unlikely they'll do that. <laughs> but if if needs be, I wouldn't put it past Nintendo to start putting some type of games onto PC. Again, would it be like they did with the mobile, Pokemon Snap and things like that? Um, likely. Things like that might go over to PC. 
because Nintendo know that they need to expand expand their ventures. So, like, it's 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 a case of just essentially them insinuating at this stage, and and Phil Spencer'll probably start to get wound up soon. But it's a kind of insinuating that they're just flat out calling them a lion, and it's it's not going to be kind of on every platform. He's like, well, no, I've said it multiple occasions now. It's going to be on multiple platforms. So it's going to be on multiple platforms. It's as simple as that. Um, would they put it in PlayStation Plus Premium? I think yes, as long as it's in Game Pass. Um, I think for, to, for them, it could be an avenue of them saying uh, the CMA or FTC or uh, the EU Commission. Um Whoever it is that's asking, so listen. Like, if you're so concerned about this this subscription service, then Sony can have it in. But we're putting it in ours as well. Like, let them have it in the in PS Plus Premium. We don't care because ultimately, the actual bottom line of that sale of the game means nothing to Microsoft. It's the microtransactions that come off the back end of a live service. Absolutely, and yeah. Everything. So they'll get the kickback either way. They don't care whether or not that game's in the service. It's all about the amount of active players and how many people keep spending on that game. And essentially, Call of Duty is essentially that kind of game. So, of course, they don't want to take it away. It's going to generate far too much money in skins, in in weapons. Well, I mean, even even more to your point, when the deal is done, essentially, Phil Spencer said it's coming to Switch for the first time ever. So that's more revenue... That will come the way of the Switch. Now you say, oh, the Switch, how could they? Yeah, they'll just do it the way that Capcom has done Resident Evil 2, 3, 7, and 8, and it's going to be via the cloud. And But yeah. you're still going to get another revenue source for Call of Duty via another platform, which is bonkers. Exactly, exactly. So it's, like you mentioned, again, like Minecraft, it is on everything. It's on mobile, it's on VR, it's on Nintendo, it's on PC, Xbox, console, wherever you can have legitimately a device that plays a game, you can play Minecraft. And that's exactly how they want Call of Duty to be because it's a game that everyone wants to play. So naturally, they want to put it everywhere that people can play it. Indeed. So it's that is literally the bottom line. I don't know why it's so hard for these people to get it into their schools or why. And no offense to to the, the the person interviewing, but stop asking the same questions. It's been asked 20,000 times before. The answer is not going to change. It is going to be everywhere. Like, we don't need those questions anymore. Yeah. Ask different questions. Or better <laughs> ones. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, I mean, that, that's a good point. Real quick, uh, just want to sh- uh, shout out Chris Coleman in the chat. Now, obviously, he's a Sony dude. And, of course, all gamers are welcome on this podcast, and we appreciate you chatting with us. Uh, he says, Sony never bought a big publisher after they were big. Sony bought small devs that were growing and made 90% of games for Sony, uh, so it made sense to be bought. Bungie is the biggest, uh, and us still the number one dev. The problem with that statement, Chris, isn't the fact that you know what you're saying uh, is truthful or not truthful. The problem is, is that, and, and, and again, it's no offense to Sony, they can't afford a deal this big that that's that's the bottom line they are a billion dollar company but the reason why they buy small devs uh, is because that's what they can afford they could if this deal was offered 
uh, let's just say, for instance, the shoe was on the other foot, so to speak, and Sony was being the one buying here, I can guarantee you I would bet every dollar I personally have and everyone else's that Sony would find a way to make it exclusive. Whether that be for a year, two years, 10 years, or permanently, Sony would do what Sony does best. And that is make people go buy a PlayStation console. Whether that be a PS4, 5, 6, or 10, it doesn't matter. They would go out of their way if they could afford this kind of a deal, and they cannot. They cannot afford this deal, which is why they are terrified that Microsoft <laughs> is going to lock this, this this particular game that makes... Let's, I mean, for, let's, Let's call a spade a spade here, folks. Do you know what makes the most money for Sony? You think it's going to be their four quote-unquote bangers this year? It is not going to be even close. It is going to be Call of Duty that makes the most revenue. Their first-party games will not even, they, they can't even compare in the conversation because the problem with Sony's first parties isn't the quality of the games. It's you folks, the gamers, that don't buy first-party games. That is Sony's biggest problem, and that is one of the reasons why they are not buying uh, uh, Activision Blizzard King and Microsoft is they cannot uh, financially afford it. But I want to bring in uh, Crispy Bomb into the conversation, and then we'll get everyone to To add to your point there, though. Yes, please. They did that when they started. Right, they went and bought Cygnosis, which was one of the biggest publishers at the time. They did do so that. That is, Sony that, did that. that. Yeah, so, they they kind of did. You're absolutely correct. And Cygnosis was the biggest one at the time and made in, incredible in content for yep. the PlayStation One, by the way. <laughs> yep. So that's that's a that's a that's a fantastic point. I I forgot about that Cygnosis deal. And yeah, and if you don't know, Cygnosis made some some of the best PlayStation One games in the business at the time. And those are IPs I wish would come back from Sony at yeah. some point. But that's a that's a great comment. Let's uh, let's bring Crispy Bomb. Crispy, you've heard everyone. Dutch just knocked it out of the park along with Hargeet, Everborn Saga, myself, and of course the Mag. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, dude? I mean, do 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 you agree or do, do you have a different theory? I say, you know, Pong. Hey, like go for it. Like I I, I don't think Microsoft really cares about Call of Duty right now. Um, they, they make so much money off the tr- microtransactions. I mean, it, they're looking at this and probably saying, okay, I mean, could they add into a contract that, you know, they'll release it on their service at some point? I could see it happening. Um, you know, but it, it'll still be a contract. that will still have an end date. Yeah. I mean, they're not gonna, they're not gonna say indefinitely forever. I don't, it, what kind of logic would that be? I mean, you know, you could say, and this is where people are going to be like, boom, you just said that, you know, Sony's the biggest. We're talking about games here. So I just want people to not put words in people's mouths. We are talking about the gaming division. Okay. Sony made bad choices. Sony used to be the big dog. Okay. They used to be up there chilling with Microsoft. If you remember the Walkmans and, and all the innovation they've done over their lifetime, you know, what I mean, they have done things that most companies, you know, would take 50, 60 years. They did in, in, in 20, if you really think about it. Taking taking what the PlayStation started out as, they were basically going to just get in bed with Nintendo to what it is now. But at the same time, you can't sit here and act like they don't have Monopoly in these exact areas that are causing the biggest problem for Microsoft. And this is where you go and say, 
why is even Call of Duty, everybody brings up Call of Duty like Phil hasn't said that he's going to release it like Minecraft, okay? He has said this several times. It's only logical. Call of Duty Mobile is is very successful for them as well. So they look at this as a multi-tiered, layered system that they get the developers they need for their mobile you know, gaming that, you know, maybe it's a mobile game pass down the road, whatever it may be. The point is, as far as the consumer is concerned, it's only going to get more affordable to play these games. You're going to get more things involved with these games. When they buy Activision, it is going to allow Activision to say, you know what? Now we you get these huge amount of perks in the game pass. Why are we always talking about Sony? Why is this not about the consumer? And this is what drives me crazy. Yep. And this is why this entire argument, this is why Microsoft is not going to lay down to certain aspects of this. And this is why Phil called them out the other day. Okay. And also said that Nintendo's not saying anything. You know what I mean? Well, why is Nintendo relevant in certain areas, but not relevant in others? Oh, they're, you know, they, they only do certain things. They are a gaming company. They are a part of this three-tiered gaming thing that we've had for like, it feels like our entire lives. And we've watched ones die and watch ones come up. And we've seen all of this. Well, right now, Sony has a monopoly in these areas that are calling him out. And you're not going to allow somebody to come in and break that monopoly up by being competitive. Yep. Okay. And this is what we're talking about. So, you know, when it's all said and done, okay, there's going to be a lot of foul crying if this comes out differently than what we expect. Could there be some consent decrees, some concessions? Sure. But they're not going to give the kitchen sink. And anybody that expects that, it's just talk, it's just thinking like absolutely absurdly. And, and I just, I don't understand why we're still like, this should have been passed. I'm going to be honest. I've seen a lot of mergers in my lifetime. This one seems the most simplest and easiest for them to say, you know, there's nothing illegal here. And, and it's just like, it's, it's almost like, and, and, you know, we kind of, you, you kind of starting to see it. We're, we're thinking these younger regulators that are in there might only have a PlayStation because, because, the bias can be in, in the game awards. The bias can be in, in government as well. And we see it all the time. Yeah. So th- there will be some major problems. And I think also, you know, I think you're going to hear a lot more if there's, you know, issues. If if one of them says no, I think the U.S. government is going to be getting a lot, a lot louder because I think the FTC has already got what they want. They, they got the union thing. That's really what they were looking at. And and I think that's going to go through, but they're going to be very quiet. But you're going to see the government speak up if if you're looking at a company that has a monopoly share in the industry we're talking about getting defended by a, a government regulator. It just makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, good stuff by everybody. Uh, real quick, uh, I want to answer uh, Sam Walton in the chat. He says, huh? Sony first party games, uh, for the most part, sell very well. Yeah, after time. Not initially. Uh, God of War took a long time to hit 20 million. Maybe not this God of War. Spider-Man uh, 2018 took years after uh, to hit the 20 million mark. Uh, and also, uh, the reason why you didn't hear um, numbers for Gran Turismo uh, and also Horizon Forbidden West is because they sold horrible. They sold terribly. Uh, and the only way they started getting some ground, well, uh, more specifically, uh, the reason why you started hearing numbers 
uh, and Sony talk about numbers for Horizon is when they started giving it away with their consoles. Uh, when they were adding it with every console sold, that counted as a game being sold, and that's why they started talking numbers. Initially, they didn't sell well. Um, we have not heard any numbers, really, for The Last of Us uh, 1 remake because it didn't probably move as well as Sony thought it would. Now, granted, we are hearing numbers for God of War, specifically in the UK, where it outsold Call of Duty, uh, and that's a big deal. That is a really, really big deal. God of War, uh, uh, you know, Ragnarok is a, a masterclass achievement from the studio that brought us God of War 2018, and it's going to win awards left and right this year, rightfully so. But at the same time, let's let let's not make any mistakes here and suggest that um, uh, you know a, a, a first party game from Sony is going to ultimately outsell something like Call of Duty. It's it's just never going to happen. But I want to catch up on a couple of super chats that have come in. Highlander 001 drops a very generous additional $2 super chat and says, Sony is scared of who Microsoft might acquire next. That is absolutely fact. Uh, and I think it's going to be Sega, but that's just me. Um, John Wolf, good friend of the program, drops a $10 super chat and says, how about this point? Even if Call of Duty releases on PS Plus, all of those players who, who play uh, who play said Call of Duty game is all of a sudden a MS customer, Microsoft can benefit even if the game is on PlayStation. Take care, gentlemen. I mean, I mean, there is a point, but I don't think it will end up ultimately there. I think it's going to go to Game Pass. I think that it's going to stay on um, on Sony for, you know, again, what, I mean, Microsoft loves money. Their investors love money. And why would you take it away from PlayStation, which is right now the number one place to play Call of Duty, but let's get to let's get to the outros. I want to thank everybody that tuned in. We had well over 400 people here today. Thank you so much for uh, checking the show out. Uh, if you're new uh, and you enjoyed the banter, I do this five days a week. I'm a full time streamer. Five different shows, five different panels, all great content and all content that is highly researched to make sure that when I get it wrong, like I did this, this more, you know, the, the, when we started the show with the uh, Microsoft having games that were in the Game of the Year co uh, conversation, we talk about it. Uh, Hargeet Chani, you are obviously, people are asking for your social, you know, your social media tags. Folks, I'm sorry to tell you, brother. He doesn't have any because he doesn't do social media, and that's okay. But you also represent Game On Daily. I want you to talk about that. And more importantly, uh, if people wanted to reach out to you, maybe on Discord, could they do that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely check out GameOnDaily.com. It's a news aggregation platform for gaming. Uh, it should hopefully uh, help you out getting all the uh, information that's out there. Uh, and then uh, our uh, YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash GameOnDaily. And uh, as I mentioned, I actually had put up a, uh, a video, not on, on Game On Daily, but on my own channel, uh, going over what I sent to the CMA, if, uh, if anybody wants to check it yeah, out. Yeah, you know what? T talk about that for a second. Where Pete, first of all, uh, Hargeet had, uh, was kind enough to send me the actual letter that he sent uh, the uh, EU commission. It was the EU commission or the CMA? It was a CMA. It was a, it CMA. Was a CMA. And it yep. was phenomenally written. I mean, unbelievable, amazing points. Uh, if they were to read a, a letter, that is the one they should read. Talk about it, brother. 
Yeah, so I, I threw the link in the in the uh, private chat nice. if you want to throw it in, uh, yes. in the other way in the uh, normal chat. But yeah, so basically uh, on my channel, I just basically took what I actually read and uh, and talked through it, and you can actually see the text that I I have that like you know on the on the video itself, so you can see what I actually wrote. Um, and then I added my uh, two cents on the EU uh, and what their phase one outcome was as well. Uh, so that's that's kind of you know something you can check out if you want to. Um, and then, yeah, as far as uh, social, I do not do any of the Twitters and all that stuff. Uh, but I am on, on Xbox. H Chani is my gamer tag and, uh, and it's the same on discord, but I think there's a number on it. So I don't know. I have to figure out a way to get you a link or something for discord. I'm not sure how that works, but, uh, <laughs> so that, that's, that's, uh, so Xbox is probably the best way to get, get a hold of me. Yeah, I'm going to throw his uh, web, uh, his uh, YouTube page into the chat uh, right now. So get over there, not only subscribe, but also go check out uh, his video. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's well done. I think what he had to say is incredibly intelligent and certainly worthy of your listen. Hargi, thank you, brother, for yeah. joining us. Uh, Wandering Dutch, brother, you had a great show today. I am so sorry that I could not have joined. I was getting my 9-11 physical that I have to do every year to be covered. Obviously, uh, if, if you don't know, I was a police officer and I spent 46 days down at ground zero. So to make sure that the NYPD keeps paying me, I have to make sure that I'm alive. And obviously there's nothing <laughs> to report, which is incredibly important. But I, yes, I was doing that. How, talk about your show today, brother. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's obviously it's a midweek mix of podcasts every Wednesday at uh, 7 p.m. Uh, UK. That's 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, of course, we covered the Game Awards uh, as well, uh, discussed that. We also discussed uh, kind of a more in-depth, um, should we say, impressions or halfway through the game impressions of God of War Ragnarok. Spoiler-free, of course. We're not breaking any spoilers for the game in, in itself. We're talking about myself playing on the PlayStation 4 Pro and the other two guys um, who were playing on the PlayStation 5. Any differences we've noticed, any performance issues, things like that. Um, and then, of course, the, the differences in, in the pacing of the game, the story, etc. So that's been awesome. Um, of course, uh, I'm everywhere <laughs> these days. <laughs> so you can find me on my channel, on The Wandering Dutch, uh, on Boxenberger's channel for World of Gaming every Thursday. Uh, right here, of course, on Primetime Gaming um, every Tuesday for uh, Save of Tuesdays, Playcast, and every... Second uh, Sunday on the weekend edition as well. So, yeah, thank Almost you so much. As much as you, boom. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, you're you're working it hard, and obviously, we are not getting uh, rewarded by the YouTubes, uh, folks. Listen, if you want to see our channels grow, if you appreciate the work that we're putting in, this goes on for Living Smith Screen. This goes on for Game On Daily. This goes on for all the smaller channels that are currently right now struggling. Real life, folks. Uh, I have, uh, I think, 71 new subs in 30 days. That is an all-time record low for the channel. I don't know what I've done. Uh, Wandering Dutch has seen the same kind of shenanigans. It seems like the smaller channels uh, that still pay their dues in 30% of everything that we get in, whether it be Super Chat or channel membership, YouTube takes that money and they're glad to take it. And I'm glad to give it to them because they do offer us a lot of, uh, of analytics that I'm glad I don't have to do. But the problem with Game On Daily, the problem with Living Split Screen and Gaming Circle Podcast and all the smaller ones, 
we're struggling to get views because we have been taken out of the algorithm and there is no one that we can complain to. Uh, and so if you want to help us, if you want to help your favorite small timer, of course, I'm not talking about the dealers and the rands. Uh, these are uh, these are mammoths in the industry, in, in the circles that we run in. Obviously, uh, Colt Eastwood's another one. They're, they're sitting close to or over 100,000 subs because their content is that good. So YouTube cannot ignore them because they're hitting these numbers. They are ignoring the small guys, and a lot of us are struggling. So if you want to help your favorite content creator, do all of us a favor. Get out there, regardless of who it is, and sell their brand for us. Put it out there. Say, hey, listen, you want to hear an Xbox show? Check out Boom. You want to hear, uh, you know, you want to hear crazy antics? Go check out Game On Daily. These things help us more than you know, and we are incredibly grateful for any help that comes our way from the community at large because that is where our bread and butter is, and that is how we build our channels. Uh, and we're all doing it the grassroots way without the help of YouTube, and it's it's sometimes extremely frustrating, folks. So if you want to help us, please. Put our information out on the socials, and uh, when you see something, retweet it, favor it, talk about it, and maybe we can get back into the good graces of the mysterious algorithm known as YouTube. Uh, Crispy Bomb, sell your brand, brother. Where are you going to be tomorrow night? And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Uh, always a pleasure, gentlemen. Shout out to the chat at Chris Bomb on Twitter, Chris Bomb 28 Xbox Live. You can find me tomorrow night, 8 p.m., the next podcast. Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Retro Renegades. And back here on Wednesday, next week is up in the air because if you, depends how good the turkeys treat me. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we're, 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 like I said, we're, we'll, we'll talk. We'll see. I mean, there's no show next Thursday. Obviously, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, I got to talk with the panel, see if anyone can, in fact, will be, can and will be here on Wednesday. If we can, we'll have a show. If not, we will not. And Friday morning, I got to talk with the guys to see if they could be here for breakfast or boom. If not, I'll take a three-day vacation um, and it'd be nice, but I, I like being on the air. And we, we will see at some point, even if I have to stream a smaller stream by myself or, or with a bunch of uh, – uh, you know, a, a community members that can, in fact, be there. We, we will talk on moving forward. But listen, Crispy, thank you for your hot take opinions, as always. And Everborn Saga, sell your brand, brother. Talk about your own, you know, your own IP, the Everborn Saga. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, for social media, you can reach out to me every place at Everborn Saga. Uh, but also, I Every week I tell everybody, check out EverboardSaga.com. You can see these comics we are making. We are gearing up just like uh, Microsoft. We had a light 2022, but 2023 is going to be balls to the walls. When I tell you we got three comics in production right now, we're also working on uh, a game for the Redland series we just released. Uh, 2023 is going to be a big year, and if you want to stay up to date, get up to date with the story check out evermorensaga.com. Uh, we There won't be any Gaming Circle podcast this week, but there will be one. Uh, well, maybe there will be. I know Kay did some pre-recording stuff. So, But check out uh, gaming, the Gaming Circle podcast on YouTube. And uh, if you want to see more Sonic clips, just follow me on Twitter. I'm, I'm sharing it uh, as I go. Game of the year, 2022, Sonic Frontiers.
Love it. I absolutely agree. I, I listen. It's gonna. It's a game that's gonna be in my top ten, maybe even in my t- more than likely even my top five, to be honest with you. But ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be your primetime gaming for this Wednesday. Hopefully, you enjoyed enough to subscribe and also hit the like button. Of course, I want to thank all the super chats that come in. Those help us do ma- major things on the channel. Uh, not only through getting new programs and new equipment, but giving back to the community. And we are doing that this December, the third week of December, folks, on the uh, the fifth annual Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick. Uh, we have already doled out uh, $2,200 worth of giveaways. Well, folks, we're adding a 1,000, one-day, one-show giveaway, $500 up front, for uh, people that are channel members and anyone that drops that's in the chat that drops a super chat that is a channel member and is hanging out with us for the second half of the show have a shot at the additional $500 that's right $1,000 in two hours it's the biggest giveaway we've ever done and we can only do that through the generosity of the people and that is through channel memberships and of course super chats of course I want to close out the show with something folks that's important to me hopefully one day important to you and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids and he would say craig treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules son i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone and we'll potentially see you next week on the newest episode of primetime gaming with mr boomstick and friends (laughs) 